OB, this is Mark Fusetti from Northeast Philly, buddy. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for 51 amazing episodes of awesome, new, great radio. This is some of the best stuff anyone could ever listen to. And the fact that you have someone great like Carl on your side as well makes it even better. This was the OC radio show from years past. You would have more millions than you already do now. Buddy, please keep it up. I love the last episode of you just walking around talking to people on the street, hearing their stories. It's so amazing. And I'm begging you, begging you, begging you, please, one day, come down to Philadelphia. I'll take you down to Kensington, one of the worst neighborhoods in America. And you can hear some of the most amazing, sad, but amazing stories of some of the people down there whose lives just were destroyed by drugs and other awful uh, situations in their lives. Keep it up. Carl, love you. Opie, love you. Guys, these are amazing. Can't wait to keep hearing more hours of this great, awesome show. Well, looky here. It's time to podcast again, live from Times Square. It's OP Radio. I hope uh, Joey added the echo there. I like the echo on the intro. Do you like it, Mike Gay? It sounds great. Yeah, we are in the lounge here at Westwood One, and uh, I'm getting very, very excited because we got a great guest for this podcast. Chet Stedman from Rookie of the Year. (laughs) The most obscure movie reference. The guy's done over 100 movies, and you went with that one? That's the only one I've ever seen. Really? Mm -hmm. You didn't see uh, that Lethal Weapon one? Nope, or Buddy Holly. You didn't see Buddy Holly. Or Point Break, never saw them. You never saw any of those movies? No. Oh, my God. Today, we're going to be talking to... Gary Busey, one of my favorite people uh, that's living. Is he really? Yeah, because he's completely and utterly out of his mind, or is he? And he owns it. That might be his shtick. You think it's his shtick? Uh, no, it's not his shtick. He, he, he had a, a, a traumatic uh, a brain injury. Yeah, I read that they put gloves in the hole of his head. Right. You're talking about his motorcycle accident back in 1988, I do believe? Yep. Yeah, he uh, he was a guy that wasn't into motorcycle helmets. Actually, he 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 was a guy that said there should never be a helmet law. And sure enough, he went over his motorcycle, I think going like 45, 40, 45 miles an hour, hit the back of his head, had a, a decent-sized hole in the back of his uh, skull. Yeah, he almost died. Almost died. Then the, the, there were paramedics in the area because they were setting up for the L.A. Marathon. God, I know too much about Gary Busey. And that's pretty much the only reason he survived, because they were on the scene almost immediately. Oh, they were in close proximity. That's why. Yeah, because oh, they were setting up the, the route and checking it out for the L.A. Marathon, which I think was the next day and that's the only reason gary Busey's still alive fates with that man they said he had a two to three percent chance of living oh god uh and you know they operated but uh you know uh part of his brain uh, went bye-bye forever and also a football player i did a little research on him that might have contributed a little cte action you think he played some college football for what oklahoma state university i think so you sure? Nope, I think so. <laughs> he loves uh, Oklahoma State, that's for sure. So he might have played for them. Um, I, I, I guess I got to ask him. I know he played football, but I'm not sure if at that point he was moving on to more uh, uh, being a musician slash actor. Because he, he wanted to be a musician at first. He still fucks around and does the musician stuff. Yeah, he's uh, working on a couple things. A couple things, a couple things. Yeah, he went out to L.A., I believe, and he saw... Uh, Van Morrison and the band Them. Van Morrison was the lead singer of a band called Them. 
and opening up for them, I believe, was The Doors at the Whiskey uh, A Go Go. And 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 uh, Gary Busey, when he went out to L.A., saw those two bands. See, I know The Doors. And then he kind of told his band, "I think we're doing it wrong. Let's go back to college and let's screw. Let's let's say bye bye to this music thing." Really? Yeah, but then I think he was talked back into it for a little bit, and then he segged into acting, and that led to him uh, starring as uh, Buddy Holly. And once you get successful at one thing, you get a big head, and you think you can jump into. 20 other things that might have happened too you think well, he became a big time actor he's like let me still do the musician stuff you want to know two weird things about Gary Busey yes and of course. I, I want to be brave enough to ask him today okay one uh, he did lines of coke off his dog okay. I don't know if he wants to talk about that but it's legendary he did lines of coke off his dog I want to know what kind of dog Okay. Yeah, because the dog used to sit there. Must have been a good doggy. It had to be a good doggy, and it had to be a dog with not a lot of fur, because that would be ridiculous. Oh yeah, snorting all the fur. <laughs> if if he had a collie, that just wouldn't work. <laughs> or does he shave the belly of the dog? No, he doesn't do all that. He's not premeditating it. And then he snorts coke pretty <clears throat> close to the dog's uh, wee wee. No, because that's premeditated. He's not going to go shave it. And when you oh. want to do the coke, you're gonna, you don't give a shit what's around. Yeah, you're not going to shave. All right, we got to find out what dog uh, it was that he did a line off off the dog. Okay. And then when <laughs> he was in college, he pledged a fraternity. And, and if you listen to the episode with Dr. Ian Smith, I, uh, I talked lovingly about my experience um, uh, uh, pledging a fraternity. And one of the things they did, PETA would lose their effing minds over. And I got to ask him about it. But basically, they got like a little piece of like grizzle and they put it on fishing line. Okay. Okay. And they fed it to the geese. So the first goose eats it. Okay. And shit goes through a goose pretty quickly. So now he shits out that, that piece of uh, meat and the fishing line. And then the next goose ate the piece of meat and it went through him and then he shit out the the piece of meat and the fishing line. So it's like a long line of them? Yeah, so maybe they were redoing the fishing line to get a little more uh of this gristle. I don't think it was the same gristle. <laughs> long story short, according to the article I read, they had about 18 geese attached to fishing line. Oh my god. That were moving in unison in the park. And that was one of the things they did when they were pledging a fraternity down there in Oklahoma. So Pete is going to be pissed at that. And probably the narcotics off the dog. They probably don't look kindly at that either. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then the guy died twice. He uh, he says he knows what heaven looks like. Because yeah, he had out-of-body experiences and stuff. Uh, he described... I got mm. notes. He described uh, what the soul looks like. Let's see. Went to the spiritual realm after motorcycle wreck. Beautiful place. Angels all around me. Almost as big as volleyballs. Lights of magneta, amber, white, gold. Three of those angels came up to me. I was only 14 inches long and a half inch wide. That's your soul housed in a column of your spine. And he said it was a beautiful place? Yes. And he had the choice to join the spiritual realm or return to Earth. He basically was ready to... Uh, to stay where he was. Gary Busey! I'm talking about you right now. You just walk in? You're talking. Come Are you kidding me? No, I knew you were talking about me. Yeah, of course no, I was talking. Is that your wife, Stephanie? Stephanie. Oh, my God. We were just talking about you. Huh? No, we have nice seats no, here. No, it's nice and cozy. Yeah, no, we have, we have seats here. Yeah, come on in, man. We have seats here. Yes, yes, of course. I'll be in. Please come in. We have seats right here. Yes, yes. No, everything is good. Let's do this. No, we got no Stephanie, we got room for you. Come on, Gary. 
Look, come on in. Hi. Mina, how are you? I'm Mina. Uh-huh. I'm Mina. I didn't realize Gary Busey was just going to walk in. Nice to meet you, Elizabeth told me. Hi. Good morning. Sorry. Oh, it's all good, man. Gary, come on in, buddy. Well, but oh, we have, there's seats here. here. You want to do it in the you studio? Wanna, oh no, no, no. We gotta. We all. We're all set here. We can have. Um, Gary, Gary, come on in. Yeah, it's right in. This is nice and cozy. Yeah. Stephanie, come on in. I got. We, we're all set up nice for you guys, for real. You can sit right there. Gary sits there. Does this scare you? No. They're no. looking around, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> you have a little Cracker Jack box here. <laughs> Gary. Stephanie, sit down. I got here. I will. I, I want him to sit first. Okay. All right. Oh, Let me set him up nice. We got waters. We got uh, microphones. Maybe you could move the pillows and he'll feel like it's more spacious. Yeah, I can. I can move over this way. Look, I got. We got plenty of room over there. All right. Gary's outside the studio. He's contemplating coming in. Gary, we got this. Me and you. I've talked to you many times, buddy. Look, I got a perfect seat with a beautiful pillow. Don't talk about it. Oh, don't talk about what? Okay. I just had knee surgery. Oh, shit. You had knee compound. surgery? I got a double compound fracture in my pelvis. Why are you putting my here, here, here. Uh, no, let's talk about that because I got a horrible back. Uh, here, okay, take this. Babe. There you go. Look. Whoa. Uh-oh. I didn't mean to shove the mic in your face. I was just trying to be... uh He's excited. I'm very excited. Did you get anything from water or anything? Well, water would be great. And do you want some tea? Did, you, put that down, please. I'm taking off the coat. Okay. I, I got your water. Who here? Oh no. Opie. Huh? We've talked before. Oh, uh, You're one of my favorite so people. people. No, I understand that. I don't expect oh, you to thanks, to thanks. remember me, but I want to tell you that you're one of my favorite people. Thank you. Hey, we're here. <laughs> Hello, everybody out there. Oh, my God. This is Gary Busey. Yes. The man with the talent. And when I say the man with the talent, I mean everyone around me is multi-talented more than me. Right. Exactly. I, I would agree with that. Here, hold on. Here, just... just uh, okay, pay attention. Uh, you, you do. You do. Pay attention. I, I'm right here, Gary. Okay, listen. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I want to... No, no, you do it. Oh, here. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. All right, you got it now? Okay, Gary. Here you go. Yay. All right, we're focused. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm great. It's really, really fun to be in this bustling, hustling city that never sleeps. Yeah, Times Square is crazy, isn't it? Times Square has so much energy. It's not crazy. Times Square is a unique dimension of a surrealistic reality dream that you stand in, walk in, breathe in, and feel in. All your senses are multidimensionally alive in Times Square. The reason they call it Times Square, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but time was created at Times Square. That's why this Greenwich point in England where time began? Yeah. No. Time began in Times Square. Write that on your refrigerator so you can remember that when you go to Times Square. You'll be evading time. You'll be in a place in time that doesn't move. You'll be in a place in time that is so fun to be in you'll never want to get out. And if you stay in Times Square, there's places to sleep. Yeah. Right down there on the curb or the sidewalk or the steps. Or right. Get a room and a and uh, Aunt Millie's boarding house bed and breakfast, right. where they serve you uh, defrosted leather for really tortillas, make tortillas. Yeah, out yeah, of. yeah. 
It's good. Okay. Sounds delicious. And that's uh, <laughs> and that's Gary's wife, Stephanie. How are you, Stephanie? Oh, you're right. She, she's brilliant. <laughs> she knows how to and jump way, in. And the way she said it, sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do that one on your own, honey. <laughs> I think I will. I'm, uh, I'm excited for you, man. The book is doing very well. The book is doing very well, and it's... Uh, what the book is about, kids? Well, let's. Can I just say the title so people know? Uh, I was going to say that. Oh, sorry, Gary. No, Go you ahead. say it. No, no, I, no I, I'm scared no, to say it now. Coming from you, you're the leader. Go. Abusiasms. Uh, no, where's the book, honey? <laughs> right, right here. He's wrong. Uh, how am I wrong? It's no, right here. No, that's not what it's called. What? Look. Busey-isms. It's not Busey. Busey. Gary oh, Busey. Busey. Yes, Gary Busey. Busey-isms. 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 There you go. This is basic instructions before leaving Earth, right. which spells Bible. Whoa. If you look in the back, you'll see all the Busey-isms here. Yeah, you got all the Busey-isms. It's you not what, religious, what? by the way. Huh? It's what? not religious, by the way. It the- says Bible, but it's not a religious book. It's about Gary's life. It's about my life. What I've done, I pulled back the curtains to my life. And I let everyone in the sea feel, taste, touch, and understand my everything. Right. I talk about all the things I've been through in movies and music, bankruptcy, two divorces, drug overdose on cocaine. It's all the stories. I don't pull any punches. I tell you the truth of my truth. And it's a good read. It's a motivational, inspirational read because I was motivated to do the book and inspired by it. But the way it came out, I didn't realize what I'd been through and how I got through it. So everybody out there that gets a book, you will read the book and you will see, hey, I can do this better what I'm going through because Gary did this. I'm not giving advice. I'm not preaching. I'm not ministry, as Stephanie said. It's a true cutout of what life is and what it was for me and how I went through it and how I got through it. And now here I am today in New York City. I love it. Uh, Do you remember? Do you you know what? You know that sound? You know what that sound is like? That's good, right? Well, it depends. Because what you sounded like Come on. is you just sat on a big hot weather vegetable and the stem went right in your ass. Oh, shit. That's not what I was no, don't going say that. For, don't say man. the S word. Can we say Sorry. those words? Yeah, we could curse. But if, if uh, Mr. Busey doesn't want us cursing, then we're not cursing. No, it's not today. cursing. Are you I'll kidding tell you right me? Now. No, it's not cursing. Like it's not cursing. Mouth. The word S-H-I-T yeah. means shit. Yeah. Turn of the century. Yes. And, and, and uh, from, uh, from uh, Amazon River and Rainforest to Rio de Janeiro ships were carrying produce. One ship's one ship line carried manure. The manure would leak and get out into the other ships. So the other ships with the maritime line said, you gotta do something about this. These guys are hauling manure and it's getting into our vessels. How do we get around that? Maritime law said to the manure cargo people, I want you to write a code on your ship that you can see a half mile away with your naked eye to tell them what you're carrying. So they wrote the letters S-H-I-T, and that stands for Sewage Hold in Transit. <laughs> How do you know this stuff? So whenever you got to go to the bathroom real quick yeah, and you yeah. run in there, yeah. you are sewage hold in transit. I understand that. <laughs> You're full of sewage hold in transit. I understand that. So I got to- Are you having fun? I'm, I love you, bro. We've now you are frozen. You're frozen in one position. Yeah, because uh, we're just going to film a little. Maybe we put a clip up online. Oh, and, great. And see what hey, happens, you know what, right? I mean, you Stephanie's know, beautiful. You know what it looks like? You're a legend. Never You're, mind. You know what he what? looks like? Who does he look like? He looks like he 
he's getting ready to do a deodorant ad. <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, he doesn't have sweat stains. You're doing though. great, buddy. That's You're Mike in great. the corner with. Uh, Thank you so Hi, much. Hi, Mike. Yeah. So in the corner, I got to ask you about uh, the motorcycle accident. I, there's so much I want to talk about, but go, the motorcycle, but it. the motorcycle accident seemed to be, dare I say, almost a blessing. It seemed like it changed your entire yes, yes. life. Do you yes. remember the day uh, yeah. of the accident? December fourth, 1988, 1:15 in the afternoon on a Sunday, I ran a corner on Harley Davidson, Harry Softail. And the back wheel hit some sand and started swiveling like a fish. I hit the front, I hit the rear brake, and the bike went down on its right. Then I, I was going down the ground, I got scared. I hit the front brake. It flipped me over, hit my head and pelvis on a curb, split my skull from my temporal to the top, but knocked a hole in it like a 50 cent piece on the right side. They took bones out of my pelvis to replace that hole in my head. He's truly a butthead. Oh. Yeah, thanks for the tip. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't live without tips. She knows how to jump in at the perfect She's time, a, Gary. She really is. Listen, we've been together 32 <laughs> lifetimes. 32 lifetimes. Yeah, we're soulmates, deep soulmates. I want you to feel the hole in his head. You, right here, feel the dent. Right, come on. Yeah. This is. No. I, I don't know. I don't know if I know you well enough. Wow, that's a dent. That's a dent. That's a dent. I, don't know, I got the hardest head in show business. I know you that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm kidding. So I'm continue. Kidding. So you got the hole in the head. Yeah, and- okay. And I, uh, uh, <laughs> after surgery. Well, can I stop you for one oh, second? Yeah. And I apologize. Don't, no, don't apologize. You, you, you were extremely lucky because the paramedics and, and, and help was right around the corner, right? At the time, because they were setting I, up for the LA Marathon? I just said that. You did? Did he just say that? Yeah, He's I'm, saying you didn't. You were, he was about to. I interrupted him with my butt hand joke. See, you got to blame her, uh, not me, Gary. I'm not blaming anybody. Blame okay. is a stupid word. You know what blame me. stands for? What? Being loud and making excuses. That should be a season for blame. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm not going to interrupt anymore because I'm stupid. No, you're not stupid. You just. You go I got in, a little excited. No, you go in a different direction. And excitement is great because one of my sort personality parts, I have 13. Yeah. His name is Pesky, the excitable boy. <laughs> <laughs> Opie, the excitable wonder boy. You got a Buseyism for Opie? O P I E? No, I don't do proper names. Damn it. I thought we would be on Because the proper today. name, your name is the height. And the highest ring on the scale of your identity. Yeah. Your name. And when you remember a person's name you met yesterday or three week, two days ago, three days ago, yeah. that person will hear you saying his name or her name to them. And that heart and soul of that person you're talking to where you remembered their name mm-hmm. will be your ally and your friend for life. Love it. Names are importante. Very important. So you had a 2 to 3% chance of uh, surviving. And they got you to the hospital. Yeah, they got me to the hospital really quick. Boom. Uh, Land of the Fever police officer who was scouting the route of the marathon race, which happens Monday. This was Sunday. Paramedics were one block away eating hamburgers. They came and got me. Cedar Sinai on the operating room, in the operating room. I did that three-hour surgery. Subdema hermatoma is what I had. And uh, then I uh, came out of that. But I was unconscious. I was walking around, but I couldn't remember anything or record anything in my mind. Then one day, January the 8th, 1989, Elvis Presley's birthday. Yeah, it is. I became conscious. Wow. And I said to myself, something happened with the motorcycle, but that's okay. You know, my, it wasn't complete yet, my recovery. I would save green beans under my lip right, so I could have a snack later. I would eat food, 
without utensils, but I would feel the food going down my throat into my stomach. And the doctor said, tell us when you're ready to go home. I said, okay, I'm ready to go home. They said, why? When I put my shoes under the bed, I can smell them. They said, okay, Gary, keep working on that. It's going to work. Then I came and said, now we all have to go home. It's time right now. And the flight pattern for LAX is above the hospital. They come over at about 500, 600,000 feet. And I said, do you know why the jets won't land? And they said, why, Gary? Because they know the hospital is at the end of the runway. And if they land, they'll kill us. We've got to get out of here. Wow. Well, they let me out of the hospital two and a half months early because all their diagnosis with the occupational therapist, speech therapist, physical fitness therapist, neurosurgeon, psychologist, they've realized that I wasn't what they thought I was, which was off, dead, boom, not coming back. But they said, Gary Busey was born with the energy of 10 men who have normal jobs. And I'm 74, I'm still with that energy. You get it? Never mind. I I get it! Hey, listen. I would just like to add that while he was in the hospital, he had to learn how to walk, talk, speak, Eat. eat everything all over again like a baby yeah it and that a, whole experience in detail is in his book oh no i know uh, it's a it's a great which read. i found really fascinating yeah i i want to ask you about the afterlife because when you were in the hospital you died uh briefly for the first time you've you've died briefly twice death d-e-a-t-h stands for don't expect a tragedy here nice you don't die. You don't die. You go smoothly with a guide to another plateau that's incredibly powerfully different than Earth. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Death and dying are earthward. You're actually transcending to a new plateau, a place where honesty, trust, truth, protection are all around you and inside of you. It's the most beautiful place. When people pass on, People like to cry. They don't like to. They just grieve, and that's an earthly way. What I feel we should do when someone passes over is celebrate their life on earth and celebrate where they are now. And God bless them for what they gave us. And we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Yeah. So be it in His name. Bow. On earth, most of us are just uh, simply scared to die, and we look at it very. Uh, very differently than maybe we should. I mean, oh, oh, everyone is born and everyone's going to die. Yeah, but we, but we, we do don't want to accept that. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to accept that part of it. What is it that you feel makes the people who feel that way not want to accept that? I think because you're going to miss the the person. Uh, well, the person's always there. And and w- what moves on your spirit or your whole your spirit, whole being? Your spirit, your soul. Didn't you see your spirit when you were in the afterlife briefly? Afterlife is an earth word. There's no such thing. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Because I've been there. Right. But I think you described your Life. spirit as being 14 inches high. No, that's your, no, about 13 inches long and a quarter of an inch wide. Okay. That's your soul. And your soul is housed in the column of your spine. I get that. Because I meditate. Meditate I do is yoga. Beautiful. Prayer is great. Yoga I'm is great. I'm into spirituality, so I get great, what you just man. said. Great. Do you meditate? Yeah. Yeah, I learned to meditate years ago when I studied Siddha Yoga meditation from Ganeshbury, India, with a lady named Guru Mai, and I learned to uh, go so deep in myself. I know who I am at the deepest level, and that's deeper than any canyon you could find on Earth. Yeah, we all have that depth in us. We all have that truth and that love and the things we've been through in past lives. That's here with us today. Yeah. So don't close off to your complete truth. When you close off to your truth. 
You're not being truthful to you. I understand. I, I do a lot of meditating. I, I don't go I've only I've only been deep in meditation a couple times and I've come out of it and I can't describe in human language what I saw and experienced. Can, can you, you relate to that? Can you can you no. No, That's, why not? Because art is in all of us. Yeah. And art is only the search, it's not the final form. Okay. Everybody living is an artist in one way. I or believe another. that too. We're on the same I page. Went to, uh, I went to a seminar of meditation at South Fallsburg, New York. Yeah. Where the ashram is. Yeah. And we meditated from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. Wow. And we had breaks, like 20, 30 minute breaks, and I had the tea and the croissant. And it was lovely. And the corpse position where you lay flat on your back and put your hands, cross your hands over your heart, that was the best position I've been in because I went so deep in myself. I'm an old soul. Yeah, you are. I was on Atlantis connecting people to stars with crystal to heal them. Right. And uh, I fought at the Alamo. Did you really? Stephanie. I know about her. Is a certified hypnotherapist. And she does past life regressions. And she did one on me when I fought at the Alamo in 1836, March. Were you injured at the Alamo? I was killed. I got shot right over the heart. Damn. And we went to the Alamo on my 70th birthday. And I told the director of research and history at the Alamo yeah. what, my, what I got from Stephanie when she gave me that. The name. He had his name. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. But what he had to do, the director and the history guy, he had to go in the research and he said, yes, you were here. Your name was Billy Mills. You're from Chattanooga, Tennessee. You came out with David Crockett and uh, you got shot right above the heart, way over there in the corner of the courtyard where the Mexicans broke over the wall. And you were singing, you were screaming, come and get it. And you had no shirt on and a whiskey bottle and a six shooter. And you got the bullet right over your heart. It's a hell of a way to go. This lifetime. Yeah. I was born in Goose Creek, Texas, down right. by Houston. Right. And that's the site of the San Jacinto Battle, yeah. where Houston beat Santa Ana in 20 minutes before they were awake. I didn't know that. It's called a quick hitter. The quick hitter, okay. What about your upbringing? You had a tough time with your dad, huh? He was a tough uh, man. No, no, I didn't have a tough time. I went through it. I saw there wasn't nothing to it. And a beautiful thing about it, dad just came from World War II. He's a CB. Yeah. He was loading, he was building runways, and he also had combat. When Japanese were on the island, he 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 was a big guy. He was like six foot two and uh, Native American Indian, Delaware quarter blood. They gave him a BAR, a Browning automatic, a big kind that yeah. had a tripod on the barrel. That's sure. where he shot it. And uh, Dad never back then they didn't have post traumatic stress syndrome to help the guys that came back from the war. So he was still in the war in his mind when he was back home with his family. So it wasn't me that went through the hard time, it was him. And I was there with him. Then when I got a job in the motion picture business, he came out to California and was very respectful. And he was very proud to be my dad. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, that's, that's a miracle and a blessing. Right. And uh, that led to, Buddy Holly wasn't your first movie, obviously. But Buddy Holly story, no. The Buddy Holly story was 1979. Yeah. Right? Very good. And and uh, a lot of people don't know that you started out as a musician. I mean, a lot of people do know. I'm sorry to say that. But uh, you. Don't be sorry about anything you say, unless you mean Well, it. I mean it, though. <laughs> I had no idea he was a musician. Oh, really? First. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, he. Uh, you had quite a run at that, uh, Gary Busey. 
I know. You you can't close. Well, you can play it here or no? I'll yet. play it on the podcast. Okay, good. What do you got? Two songs. One's called "Not Fade Away" by Buddy Holly. I know that song. And the well. second song, Wait, but, is, it's, but you sing it. The second song is <laughs> "My Love Goes All the Way," a song I wrote. Beautiful. I sing them all. Teddy Jack played every instrument and produced it and master mixed it. And there it is. All right, we're gonna play both songs. Can do? Can I have that disc, or or we have to? Is it the only CD you got? How am I going to do this? What do you mean? How are you going to do it? You're going to well, take it and play it and give it back. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll upload it. And then, here, upload this because he's going to want his CD back there, Mike. Yeah, you can't have a CD. There, you can't have that. CD means many things. Can you think of one thing it does mean? Uh, compact disc. Yeah, that's good. What about, what another, uh, what about another one? Crossdresser. Crossdresser is good. That's good. See? That's good. Uh, I got opiasms. Uh, CD. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, oh, I got a C word, but maybe not. Yeah, we shouldn't go there. Good call, Greg. There's a lady in a room and Gary's lovely wife. Let's take a listen to some of Gary's rendition of Not Fade Away, and we'll play his original song in its entirety a little later. For the record, big Buddy Holly fan here, and reason B, I saw that Academy Award-nominated performance back in the late 70s when I was 14. Fact is, Gary turned me on to Buddy, as he did many other artists of my generation. Go get him, Gary Busey. I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna be. You're gonna give your love to me. Fade away. You know my love and I fade away. Oh, all this love but not fade away. Fade away. Fade away. Not fade away. Never fade away. See you later. Gary's still sounding awesome. Let's take care of the sponsor, Greg. Hi, Quip. How are you? I love my Quip toothbrush, Mikey. You want to help me out with the live reads today, Mikey? Because I see you over there with a microphone in front of your face. Of course. I love Quip. Who doesn't love Quip? I stuck my Quip toothbrush to my uh, mirror because I'm so proud of what it looks like. This thing is so awesome. It's so sleek. I love it. And what people don't know is that I got a Quip toothbrush before they started advertising on the OP Radio podcast. How about that? That's why they jumped on. You were saying how much you loved Quip. Yeah, Quip is awesome. And uh, you don't have to, it takes like one little battery to charge it. And then uh, you just replace the batteries and you're good to go. You don't have to plug it into a wall and all that crap. Uh, the design is amazing. The, uh, the timing thing is great. I'm actually brushing my teeth way longer. I, I realized I was not brushing my teeth long enough. My God, I'm lucky that I still have all my teeth. But with Quip, every 30 seconds, it like pulses, and that means you got to move to another side of your mouth, and it's two minutes, and you don't mind doing it for the two minutes, and uh, it's beautiful. Simple as that. Uh, what else can I tell? Oh, I know what else I could say about Quip. They replaced the bristles. They replace the bristles with your old electric toothbrush. You use that until it, it was worn down to nothing, right? Not with Quip. They know. I think it's like every three months they send another bristle in the mail, and then you pop that baby on, and you got a brand new toothbrush. Hey, they thought of everything. And I think a lot of dentists love Quip. 
20,000 dental professionals. My God, can we list all 20,000 dental professionals on my podcast, please? I don't care how many dentists. I know there's a lot of them. I, I know. Actually, my dentist, I went in for a cleaning recently, and he was trying to hand me a toothbrush. I go, ah, ah, I got my quip. I don't need your free toothbrushes anymore. How about them apples? Huh? And he also knew about quip, by the way. But he's, he's, not, he's not doing that well where he could just hand out a quip to every person that goes into his office. But he knows about the quip, and he says, yeah, you're doing good. So there you go. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Opie right now, you get your first refill pack for free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Opie. That's getquip.com slash Opie. That's getquip.com slash Opie. Guys, Brian from Moorhead, Kentucky. Letting y'all know, listen to every episode. Caught the last year or two on Sirius. Become a huge fan. Haven't missed episode since. Carl, you're the man, son. Need your own podcast. Joey, you sound like an old school pimp. Love you guys. Keep doing it. Peace. Now that you've heard Gary Busey's rendition of Buddy Holly's classic, Not Fade Away, we'd like to let you know to check out our links in the description for this episode so you can purchase it, as well as vinyl and other limited edition merchandise that's available. Plus, you can get Gary's song all the way. You'll hear some of this recording later in the episode. We'll even leave a link for Gary's book, Buseyisms, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. We're all big fans of Gary here at Opie Radio, so make sure to support our friend. Thanks. Opie Radio. What the fuck? The Opie Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. When we left off, Gary and Greg were talking about what CD could possibly stand for other than compact discs. The biggest meeting for CD. Yes. In the 80s, when yeah. it was rampant, is Cocaine Dick. Cocaine Dick, and that yeah. leads. Remember to, him? I oh, we showed up on the corner with the blue hat on. I did a little bit. I didn't do L.A. Coke though. I did Geneseo Coke. That's well, a good segue into how you battled drugs, yeah, which is gonna, also in the book. Yeah, yeah we're gonna the get o- there. The overdose. I, had. I did a little coke in my day, and Gary Busey did a lot of coke in his day. But I went. <laughs> I went to a SUNY school. How do you know? <laughs> You're turning into a stupid idiot. Me? No. I thought you said I wasn't stupid. Well, you are now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to make the comparison that I thought I was doing coke because I went to SUNY Geneseo, and I doubt it was as strong as the L.A. coke. That's all I was going to say. I'm I'm talking about cocaine that was probably cut with all sorts of stuff that it was barely cocaine by the time I put it up my nose. You know, in the 30s and the 40s, they would sell vials of cocaine three inches long. Yeah. And that big around. Wow, that's like a half dollar. And it cost, yeah, and it cost $30. Wow. You could buy it by the ton. And then it went schedule three, which is illegal. Yeah. Did you enjoy uh, cocaine? I, I didn't like it. Well, you know what I it like is? To, I like the pot better. I'll tell this. It doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? That's cannabis, a- cannabis yeah. is being discovered now. Yes, it is. To be very healing, where you don't smoke it. You use it in baths. You use it on on your knee. CBD, uh, brother. CBD. Fist bump for that. Oh. Ow, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did a nice way. That's the best video ever. 
That was a good one. That was a good one. You know what the good news is? I think you could fight. You scare me. <laughs> Should we call the Can paramedics? No. Does I'm he good? need his hand attended to? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it, but I know all You about said fist bump. Yeah, nice, though. Do it again. Oh, oh, I see. No, one more. I'll show you. Uh-oh. Okay, let's do a nose bump. No, 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 because my, my nose still moves from a car accident I had in Rochester, New York. Oh, Not no. that you want to know about it, but I say, it still moves up and down. You know what? I never got it fixed. The only thing I can say to that is SFW. What's that? So fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to relate to Gary Busey. It's not working. But CBD. I know about CBD and how... What's, what's not working? I'm, I think we're trying... No, that was a joke. I think we're... Oh. Aren't we getting He along? knows how to kill a joke. I'll just... Uh, spoiler no. alert! I think we're getting along though. No, oh, we're very much. Great. He loves okay. you. Oh, good. I can tell. You can tell. Yeah, I know yeah, the difference. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I adore both of you, but I'm not gay. I got good news. Ah, that's you. yeah. That's... You know what gay stands for? Oh boy. It was cr- no, not oh boy. That's, good. <laughs> that's oh, a good boy. one, right? That was good though. That was very good. I'm, Sometimes I'm you, you fall into a good line. No, it was, it was created. <laughs> the word was created by the homosexuals at the first gay pride parade, and gay when the homosexual says yes, we're gay. To the heterosexual, G-A-Y means good as you. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that it is good beautiful. I, I, love, I, I love gay people. I, I God never, bless them. I love I grew up in the, in the hair. My mom had a beauty supply store, so I grew up just with the all, gays. all of them. I love them. Yeah. Like, They're great, man. They're great. Amazing. Yeah. Men and women, doesn't matter. And forget the judgment on you because judgment doesn't count. Right. Because you're living the truth of who you truthfully are and born with. God bless you. Keep it up. Holla! Holla. No, God, that's Middle East stuff, man. <laughs> Don't do that. He's the shit out of me. Uh, anyway. What are you? Holla means hallelujah, what silly do you mean, goose. Holla, A-L-L-A-H. Holla, Is the God of the Middle Eastern terrorists. Well, God bless them. Yeah. All right, God bless listen. them all. All right, listen, let's do the... So, so did you... What, what does that look for? Because no, we, no we're in the open now, so you we're tell good. me. All good. Tell me what the look was for you gave it's me. It's just I uh, can't wait to get home alone with you and take your clothes off. Wow, Gary. We're done. No, no. What's <laughs> you wrap it up? <laughs> wrap it up. No, don't wrap it up. No, no. I, I, no good for she, you, Gary Busey. Uh, she gave me a two-doubled wink, which means I'm kidding. You'll never get anything oh, really? from me. Oh, why'd you do that, <laughs> Stephanie? That's a woman's prerogative. Yeah. All right, so the cocaine thing. Did you enjoy it? Was there a time you enjoyed uh, being on cocaine? Because it seemed like it did Put a lot. that in this yes, and carry that way. I'm sorry. I took What it happened out. now? No, no. I, no oh, you're giving the disc back? It, put no, it in got, safety. Oh, go all right. Yeah, we got to keep the CD safe. Got to go back in the bank. Here, the CD safe. I want to make sure I load it up. Gonna, okay. Can I give it to Stephanie? <clears throat> or you? Jesus, Mike. He's in the middle of a question. Now you give him the CD? Come on. Is this past the CD? Okay. It's my down. turn. That, that That's valuable music. She just shaked it out of your hand. I know she does that all the time. Okay, so... Uh, so what was your question about OPD? No, the cocaine. I know we know about oh, C- yeah. we know about CBD, which is... Listen, good. let me tell you folks. You folks out there listening right now, yeah. take it from one who knows. And you can get the book, Gary Busey Buseyisms, and read about my fall. Yes. But I rose it back up into grace when I stopped doing what was killing me. I realized doing cocaine, I was dancing with the devil in a very tight circle. I couldn't get out of the circle because he was leading the dance. 
you guys on drugs and cocaine and that stupid stuff, stop doing it. Because the great tragedy in life is not death. It's what dies inside of you while you're living. And you're killing yourself when you're doing drugs, heavy, heavy drugs, that way. Cocaine, meth, crack, crack, poop, whatever opioids. they call it. These days. it o- opioids? Was that? Oh, opioids. That's a big one. And the that kills your liver. in and America is just out of control. That kills your liver? My friend does uh, anesthesia for uh, transplants. Yeah. Young people waiting for livers. Young people, transplants, 30s. You think it's not going to get you? It's getting you. Right. It's a tragedy in, a, in this country. You know, you go in for a little injury from football or some kind of sport. Next thing you know, you're addicted to opioids. Not good. No. And then, and then the subscription, uh, the pres- prescriptions run out, and then you have to go and get the heroin. That's right. I know how this works. Not well, good. Where did you get that menu? What do you mean? You heard me. That menu's good. That menu of what you do when you're taking drugs, where you go the next well, we time. It's like you're ordering five course meals three at <laughs> well, a time. But don't we all know someone that that's how it happened? Like all of a sudden it's an innocent kid. He goes in because he twisted his knee or whatever. And the doctor goes, here, here's some uh, Oxycontin. Have acupuncture instead. Yeah. That helps. It Burger does set, help. Burger Dan. Right. So how'd you get off the coke? You, and, and you OD'd on cocaine and died again, right? Are Briefly? You, you're asking the question. Then you're, you're asking the question. And then answering you're answering it. it. So I'm, there's no uh, use for us here. No, oh. Gary, he's excited, Gary. The whole time he's yeah. excited to us. Uh, what was your question again? I thought... I thought What's your question again? Aww. Come on, Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> He's putting on an act. He's not, no, I'm not. I'm just, having, I'm just having fun. No, no. So, you, uh... I, I, well, I don't know. I only know what I read. So I, I read that you OD'd on cocaine and you died again briefly. Is that true? That's a good question. Your overdose. The overdose. Uh-oh. I think okay. he's thinking about no? it. No? Oh, okay. No, not at all. The place where I died was a traumatic brain injury surgery. The cocaine was just an overdose where I, May the 3rd, 1995, sitting out behind my house. No, no, I came home from Dallas and I was doing cocaine and uh, I went out and took some cocaine and took more and took, finally OD and the ambulance came and took me to, where did it take me? Golly, Cedar sinai no. Daniel Freeman. Daniel Freeman. Daniel Freeman. No, that was head trauma. Mm. Where they could take me for cocaine overdose. The hospital. Yeah, hospital. We'll call it that because they all are. Anyway, I went there and got uh, got taken care of in a great way. Oh, I know. They took me to Cedar Sinai when I crashed motorcycle. An orderly came with my brother Richard David. God bless you, Richard. In the name of Jesus Christ. Orly said, you got to get your brother out of here. They got him under 12 layers of drugs, right there. He's naked and chained to a metal table in the, in the insane ward. He's war. back to the motorcycle accident. He's gone from the drug overdose back to the motorcycle accident. FYI, in no. case anyone's confused. No. Your brother David came at the motorcycle accident. And that's when you got switched to Daniel Freeman. But he was asking that's you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They took me to Cedar Sinai. <laughs> the orderly told my brother that. Then my brother, my mother, my sister went around looking for hospitals. And they found Daniel Freeman Hospital in Inglewood where they had a brain injury ward. And I had a traumatic brain injury. My skull was split from my temple to the top of my head and a hole in it like a 50 cent piece. And uh, unconscious I was. But I was still moving and walking around. And January the 8th, Elvis's birthday, right. I became conscious. Right. And I had to learn, I had to go, I had to stay there learning how to walk and talk and eat and dress myself 
and uh, I told you that story and finally got out when they discovered I had a lot of energy as a normal man. Jordan, normal job man. Ten men were normal jobs. Yay! I got home. But what I carried with me was short-term memory lapse. I could not remember anything that happened 30, an hour, 30 minutes, an hour ago, two hours ago. So I found special places where I put my keys, my glasses, my wallet, my cell phone. So it all, I would always go to that point. And that's how I slowly started regaining my consciousness back for dismissing short-term memory lapse. Oh, that's something. It's like, wow. You know, wake up in a hotel room and you don't know where you are. You really don't know where you are. This happened to me. And I said, where am I? Ah. I said, ah, get the match, the little matchbook. I opened it up and said, St. Louis, Hilton. I went, oh, God, I'm St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> wow. That was a press tour that I was doing for right. a motion picture I did. Wow. That's amazing. Your mind and your brain are incredible facilities. Yes. And I'll explain to you what a deja vu is. Okay. A deja vu is when you see something. Ah, I've seen this before. I've been here before. Well, no, what's happening is your mind is picking up the information your eyes are seeing, and they they give it to you to see first. And then your brain picks it up, and that's when you consciously see it. And that's when you say, hey, I've been here before. And I had vuja days when I came in recovery from the brain surgery. And a vuja day means... I know I have seen that before, but this is like the first time I'm seeing it. Wow. It's incredible, the mind and the brain, how they work together. You must take care of yourself with how you eat. Yep. You must take care of yourself by not taking any drugs unless prescribed to you by a doctor of goodness. Stay away from the drugs. I know. I did it. It's in the book. You've got to read the book to get ready to see what life is bringing you because the past is history. And the future is a mystery. Mm-hmm. And where you are now is a present. Right. Because we're in the presence. Absolutely. And that's living in the moment of now. And now, N-O-W stands for no other way. We all should live in the moment. People don't understand that. They, they obsess and focus on the past or they focus on what's going to hopefully happen to them in yeah. their lives. Oh, when yeah. They're missing the moment right in front of their face. OP, I'm present. so proud of you. You're incredible. I know now why you have a podcast. You're Thank you, dynamite. You see? No, I'm very impressed with everything you're really? doing. Well, I, I maybe not everything. <laughs> I got I got to give, I got to give credit to my wife. Because, you know, I was a wild shock jock type of guy, and she kind of brought balance into my life and a little meditation and spirituality and living in the present. I want to do a series yeah, called The Women Behind the Men. All right. It's cool. It takes place in a rehab. Right. In a rehab. <laughs> That's where all the women go. Right. <laughs> just, I don't know if you know kidding. this, but she thinks I'm always in rehab, <laughs> even here. Well, you know. Oh, I forgot to ask you about heaven. Because someone asked you about heaven. Who's Kevin? Like, Kevin on Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> I got that. That's quick. That's quick. I'm quicker than a than a snake in heat. I don't. I've never seen a snake in heat. Well, so let me I, tell you. I don't, let I don't me tell you what, what happened. Means. Oh, there's a rabbit and a snake. Yeah. I love this story. In the woods. Okay. The snake runs into the rabbit. They're blind, right? That be quiet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ah. No, they're not blind. Anyway, they run into each other. Yeah. And the snake says, hey, what are you? And the rabbit says, I don't know. I'm blind. Oh, you can't see who you are? No. And the rabbit says, why don't you go over my body? 
with your with yourself and tell me what you find and what you feel. See, the snake said, okay, you have big hips, you have big thighs, you have long feet, you have a little ball of like cotton on your butt and you have a nose that's always wiggling and long antennas and you have long ears on the top of your head. And, and the rabbit goes, I'm a rabbit. God, that's great. I know what I am. I'm a rabbit. Snake says, okay, do that to me, what I did to you. So the rabbit goes over the snake. He says, you're very long. You're slimy. You have a terrible odor. Some of your skin is coming off. You don't have arms, legs, or hands, or feet. You have a little bitty head with beady eyes and a forked tongue coming out of your mouth. And the snake says, oh, my God. I'm a fucking Hollywood producer. Thank you for helping me, honey. <laughs> I love you. How long have you guys been together? 32 lifetimes. Oh, you said 32 lifetimes. We gave birth to a son in Italy. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it was a while back. But he became an emperor. His name is oh, Constantine. Oh, wait, uh, that's another life? Yeah, he's telling you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. No, I am sorry because I couldn't follow that. Sorry, we have abuseism for sorry. Sending out retractions regarding yourself. Right. Okay, where I, were I, we? I like that. Uh, no, I, I, I. Why don't you tell him about our son in this lifetime? That's what I was what, getting what at. What was I talking about? There? Constantine. Oh yeah, we gave birth to a son named Constantine. In another. According life. to he became uh, an emperor and took Christianity to Istanbul, where they ran out the Ottoman Empire in 1424. That's not in the book. That's according to a psychic profiler that I had a phone conversation with. Yeah. Wow, you guys have a, a hell of a life. Well, listen to how, this. How do you keep track of all this? It, it, it seems like there's a lot more birthdays you got to worry about. I have a photographic memory. I know you do. What are you showing me? Here's he's, a picture he's opening of up. our son, Luke. And he's not going to say where he goes to school like he does in every other interview. Oh, my God. He's, he's eight he's years awesome. old. Third grade. I got an eight-year-old. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. We should have a play date. Uh, oh, my it? God. Let's go. Let's 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 do okay, it. You guys out there on podcast land, yeah, we're going by. You got uh, what's his birthday, if you don't mind? February twenty third, six forty a.m. Bravo. Uh, someone asked you about heaven. What is heaven like? And you said you know what heaven's like because you've been there. Heaven's right here just... on earth. If you want to be in heaven, you can call it on earth. With you looking at your life through your spiritual eye, and when you look through your spiritual eye, you'll find out there are no illusions. Everything is real. Right. And it's a powerful place to look from. Because your spirit's the most valuable thing you own. You are your own spirit. You have a soul. You've been traveling through lives in different dimensions before time began. We have that honor I of living. I understand that too, believe it or That's not. That's why to take care of your life and learn how to take care of yourself. And I, it, what's in the book is me. Right. Failing and falling and running and jumping. The word failing yes. stands for finding an important lesson, inviting needed growth. I like it. That's so a great chapter about when he was on Celebrity Apprentice. And he knew the that failing chapter because every chapter starts with abuseism and yes. then it tells a story of his life in yeah. that chapter. And I think it's a good segue. To, it's time to give you a test. What? What's, the what's the test? We need to give you a test. On what? On the book. 
No, I didn't read it yet. Ah! No, we got it this morning. No, we oh. just got it. Okay, never oh, mind. But I'm not going oh, to lie to you. man. Oh, no. But look at all the notes I did. Look. <laughs> That's pretty good. Look. I thought you read it. All those notes, I give look, you an look, A+. Plus. Look, at, look at all these he notes. He gets the A+, plus on the yeah. test. You want to read your notes? No, there's a couple scary things in there. Oh, boy. I, I wasn't yeah, we don't need that. No, <laughs> <laughs> We don't need that. So you get an A plus uh, for all those oh, look, notes for just getting the book this morning. Gary Busey. I'm prepared. Look, Buddy Holly, 40th anniversary. Uh, went to Oklahoma State. Pledged a fraternity. I pledged a fraternity. Everyone knows that, that I pledged a fraternity. Yes. But I didn't have a place to stay. I transferred from Kansas, Kansas State College in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I got a scholarship in drama at OSU. And I was a pledge of Sigma Chi. So I went to Sigma Chi House and said, I... And pledging there at Kansas State, can I join the pledge group here? They said yes. A guy came out eating a hot dog with mustard all over his face. He was the president of the fraternity. He played piano and organ. They had a bass player in the fraternity. They had a guitar player in the fraternity, but they didn't have a drummer. And I had a, he, he, the president of the fraternity said, I see you have a set of drums in your car. Yeah, I said, they're red. Aren't they pretty? Yeah. And he said, well, we don't have a drummer. I said, I'll play. So we played, and we worked up, played on campus. Oh, you're going to drive Joey nuts. Hey. Sorry, Joey's Joey. Joey's all-knowing, and he's going to... Okay. What? Oh, I'm Joey's messing with Joey's all-knowing, yeah. Who's Joey? You don't want to know. No, who is he? We leave. He's in Dallas, but he hears everything. What's the big deal about Joey in Dallas? No, 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 it's because I was making interference noise. Yeah, why did you do that? No, it's all good, all good, all good. To interfere, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it drives Joey nuts. <laughs> now, go on with your story. No. That was great. You're talking about that you were the drummer. Yeah, we put together rehearsals, then we played on campus. Four-piece, Harmony, like Beach Boys, the Association, yep. the Beatles. Uh, we didn't write any songs, we just cover band, and we were very good. And I said, hey, let's go to... Los Angeles in 1966, and we got a 59, 1959 station wagon with a yellow trailer on the back with a guy pulling a rubber band. We drove on the original, original Route 66, came and got an apartment in the valley, started playing a little dive joints, kept playing, kept, what do you need to do? You're making me very nervous. Oh, that's Mike. If you could sit down and just be Mike. still, it would help a lot. Jesus, Mike. Can you punch you him? You stood up. It's like you're in a mental ward. <laughs> you stood up and didn't know what to do. He's very jittery, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's got OCD. You, you could punch him like you punched me. I wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind at all. It would knock some sense into no, him. No, you know what? You. There are four more times before we leave you're going to get punched. <laughs> oh, great. Can you at least warn me? <laughs> I'll let you know. All right. So it's like a <laughs> You know what's really good? What, what? I, I won't no, do don't it. hit me on the thigh. I know it's, you're looking at my thigh. No, that was her. Oh, okay. Not her, but the her in your mind. Oh, okay. You know, the, a big part of your femininity comes out to me. Really? Yeah. Is that good or bad? It's I good. Think, it means you probably wear women's panties. No, I don't wear women's Back panties. to the story of the band. No, but Let's, I, I want to go. We digress. We got it. I think there's a little feminism in every, every male, Absolutely. though, right? Absolutely. You should you. see all the times he cries at home. Do you cry a lot, Gary? I'm no, a crier. No, he not, cries I'm when we watch crier. commercials. Do you I'm really? not a crier. What, what commercial? Can you give us one? Oh, I think the last one was 1-800-CONTACTS or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Speak. <laughs> Speak, dummy. You're on the, you got the floor. Uh-huh. No, I don't cry. No? My dad, I have Native American blood in me, Delaware and Cherokee. Yeah. My grandmother's a half-blood, Delaware. My dad was a quarter. 
You don't cry. Only sissy boys cry. Do you believe that, though? No, yeah, but that's what his dad used to I tell was, him. Hey, this question was for me, not for you. Yeah, I mean. Uh, no, I, I realized that's right. You don't cry. And I didn't. And when I said, Dad, I can't mow the lawn with that lawnmower, Dad would say, can't never did do nothing. Go. Wow. I was raised like a military. Right. And I love it because it made me what I am today. But let's just interject here. We don't raise our child that way. We let him cry. No, we think no, crying no, is no, good. No, 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 We're not and, talking. And Gary cry. understands the Stephanie, crying. what are you doing? Well, that's good. We're on one subject here. Yeah, that's true. We were on one subject. On He's one. right. Don't divert. He was right about that. Yeah, I He guess. was right. But you learned that it's okay to cry. Oh, yeah. It's but great. You, but you, you don't really. Yeah. Okay. So you went to L.A., I remember. You know, when I, when, the next time I strike you, I promise I'll cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry, too. <laughs> you know, you have how, a, many, how many more punches do I have to take? Well, Did you know we, where your sternum is? Oh, no, not in the sternum. I cracked it once playing basketball. That the, was, one, the, that that was the worst matter. injury it's I ever had. SFW. Not comparing to That's what you past. went through. That's, that's in the past. Yeah, but every breath was like... The sternum is three bones. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. I cracked it. Look at me protecting. <laughs> I'm protecting There's myself. that Opie face again. <laughs> What's you, the you, you know what you did? What? You just cr- you put your arm across the bra you're not wearing. I don't have... Bam! <laughs> got you. <laughs> I got you to take your hands away. Okay. All okay. right, so we took care of the sternum. How many more no, punches? No, no, hey, hey. No, we haven't. No. Oh, no, you're a very complicated no. dude. Yeah, I am. I like that, though. Hey, you guys out there listening to this. Yeah. I've done a lot of press in my time. Big deal, so what? I know that. But these guys here at this podcast are two of the most generous, idiotic, genius, brilliant people with headphones on, holding microphones, sitting in a little room. Hey, excuse me. That was them. That was Opie. He just burped. So what we're going to do is... You guys out there listen to this all the time because you don't know who's going to come up. You don't know who's going to come out. You don't know what's going to go down. And you know it's going to be great. I think we're connected. That's just I just did a commercial for you. And I think we're connected in a weird way. So you went to see, LA. See, you're, no, I'm, I'm serious. You think. You don't know. I don't know. Why, how, would I, how would I know that? But, you have to but go deep inside. You there's have to, a lot of stuff you're saying that I can completely relate to. It's about time. I understand the spirituality thing. I understand the spirit, and I understand you, your your spirit is in you, and then moves on to another life after uh, after you're gone. Your soul and your spirit, yeah. It continues on. Yeah. What do you want to be next lifetime? Oh, that's a great if you, question. If, you know um, what? You can play with that question out there, you guys. Think about guys and girls. Think about what you'd like to be in your next life, and write a write. Several pages on who that person is, what that person does, where that person goes, what that person is achievement bound for. What if that person's a failure? What if that person? Well, if you're a failure, the good thing about creating a new lifetime where you're a failure, you can always rise to the top, and that's what this book is about. Absolutely. I would like to add one thing. This book is also very revealing on real cool, fun, behind-the-scenes stories of some of Gary's best movies. There is behind-the-scenes of how he got the part of Buddy Holly and filmed Buddy Holly. There's behind-the-scenes of... uh, on Le- Big Le- Wednesday, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon, uh, A Star Is Born, 
uh, and a lethal weapon was actually already cast so there's the whole behind the scenes story of how yeah. he got the part yeah. there's behind the scenes story of the firm and some funny little dare he had by Sidney Pollock about his scene with Tom Cruise there's behind the scenes of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> Celebrity Apprentice <laughs> Entourage there are so oh, many fun behind the scenes <laughs> stories of this dude's career yes. And he was Thank in the you. best uh, Thank Star you, is Born. Did you hear Stephanie? I heard it. Well, I haven't seen the new one, and I've heard that one's pretty spectacular. But I have to say, I grew up on the Star is Born that he was in. Yeah, I didn't Barbara know Streisand he was in it at the Chris time. Cur- uh, Chris Christopher. My hey, sister hey, and I. Sorry, did I interrupt? Talking, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Don't punch, me, don't punch me. Don't right punch me. Uh oh. Punch me in the fucking face. He'll punch me. He's just going to punch me in the fucking face. There's one. All right. Two more. Okay. That wasn't that bad. Okay. That one I could. All right. Go ahead. No. Calm down, sweetheart. No, I like like them. Uh, My sister and I used to sing to the soundtrack of A Star is Born back in the 70s. Yeah. She had one song and I would have another and then it would trade off on the songs. Right. So I knew all the songs from A Star is Born, but I had no idea this dude was in it until I met him. You had no idea? No, because I was like, what, eight or 10? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter because no, you guys had 32 lives But the good thing is I found ready. out no, now. No, but ask her about it. What did you think? Did you have an idea you were going to marry and have a baby boy with Mr. Joshua? I loved that movie in high school. Yes. Oh, my God. No, after it was a college. I don't know when I saw it. What was 87. it? 87. College. I loved that movie, and I thought he was the sexiest bad guy yeah. And then he would come shop. We had a store in Malibu, right. Beauty yeah. Supplies. And beauty supplies. after that movie was out, I used to work there as a kid in my mom's store. He'd come in and he'd buy hairspray. One time I sold him 12 cans. And then he'd go, he's Cat an easy, yeah, easy sale, very suggestible. And then, uh, <laughs> then like years later, he came in again with his second wife. He yeah. was a manic guy going in and out of the store with his cigar because he couldn't bring the cigar in. And I was waiting on his second wife. And he'd go out to puff the cigar and then come back in to see how his wife was going to go in and out. And I was like, wow, this guy's a little manic. And then, uh, but he didn't even notice me. And then the third time he came in, he noticed me. What happened was I have a Derek very dear friend that came from the same part of Texas I did, Friendswood, Texas, next to Goose Creek. And she had just had an incredible... Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I need something to spit in. Oh, my God. No, he can't spit in. <laughs> okay, here, have a drink. I think that's... Uh, I think that... I think you just spit up your spirit. No, that's called... That's called Memphis, that's a good line. There goes your spirit. Okay, where was I? You might want to hey, take that with you. You were coughing up a lung. That's where you I were. I know where I was. Where was I? You talking? were. Um, uh, th- uh, You're talking about going to visit Terry at the show. Yes. Okay. Yes. She just come out of an incredible, big, huge, <laughs> uh, disastrous divorce. Quit laughing. A very rich guy who had girlfriends all over the world. She didn't know it. She ended up sleeping in a car and lost everything she had. So she wanted to share that with me because we're old Texas buddies. Went out and talked to her and heard her and. But before I went out there with her, she, Terry was getting her hair done, and I looked over the counter and, and went, shh, shh, double take. She was standing there, not doing anything, but just smiling her smile. And I walked over to her, and there's a card on the counter that says, Certified Hypnotherapist. And me with brain surgery, brain injury, and that, I'm very interested in the mind and the brain. So I questioned, questioned that, questioned that. Then we go home. She only worked there on the weekend, so next weekend I go, okay. Oh, got to go to Malibu. Got to go to the bank. You see about my shoes. 
go get a cookie and uh, 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 let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to the Lazarus shop. Okay. I went to Malibu, went to the strip ball, pop her store. I wasn't going to see those other people. That was a timid, stupid excuse for me because I was afraid unconsciously of the incredible attraction she was to me in every way she is. So I went down there and saw her. And every weekend, hi, they scary again. She said, Asking the same questions over and over and over about hypnotherapy. Yeah. And told her about my situation with the brain surgery and the traumatic brain injury. And then uh, I invited her to my home, Malibu coastline up on a hill overlooking the ocean. And she thought, Oh, I'm going to do hypnotherapy for Gary. I called my friend on the way. I said, hey, Rich, I'm going to Gary Busey's house. If I don't come back. <laughs> Can I laugh at that? Tell everyone that's where I went. I got to laugh at that one if you don't mind. That's funny. Well, she came, sat down, <laughs> okay. and uh, I didn't want hypnotherapy. I said, no, I just want to get, I want to get to know you better. And I'd like for you to get to know me deeper. So we spent, had a conversation, and bam. And then we started going out. And it's incredible the way men and women come together and the woman has something going, the man has something going from the past, but they come meet and the past meets the now. Right. And past, P-A-S-T stands for preoccupation about spent time. Wow. You want to stay out of your past. Right. You know, and, and stay in the now. Yeah, fuck the past. And now is N-O-W. Right. No, the past is part of who you are. I you, know, but you, don't, you shouldn't have a Are you ashamed of your it. past? No, not at all. Because you're really grueling. You have 15 (laughs) wrinkles in your forehead. (laughs) Botox, you think? No, no, no. Fillers? What do I I need? I'm tempted to say something, but I'll I'll, just say it. No, say it. When I met Gary, he he was having Botox in his forehead, and I said, don't ever do that again. Yeah, no, no. It looked so... Oh, stop it. I I remember in Lethal Weapon, he had this great forehead, you know, with creases, and it was sexy. And then when I met him... didn't have creases. No. Okay, well, I'm going to show you that. But anyways, he stopped having it, and he looks amazing. Yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 you, I don't regret. Darling, I've never had Botox again. In fact, all you guys listening out there, yeah, if you want to get Botox, get the Botox and give it to the wrinkles in your dog's head. Nice, I like that. Oof. I, I want to answer your question. I'm not, I, I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed of anything I did in the past. But I like to grow too and move forward. Well, that's yeah. what the past is for. So I have no regrets. Oh, I, no. I did some crazy ass shit in my radio career. But name one. Uh, <laughs> Mike, which one should I name? I mean, there was a no, time. Name, when, name the most dangerous or scary or the most embarrassing thing you've done not, on the radio. Not, not, well, it's obvious. It made international headlines. What was I, it? A couple had sex in a church, and it blew up my career. What? Yeah, sorry, Gary. What? Say it again. Don't Ow. say sorry. You just punched me. Again. That was nothing. That was just a little jab. Yeah, it's like that. I, we did it. We did this contest called Sex for Sam. <laughs> we did this contest called Sex for Sam. We had couples, and they had sex all over New York City, and they got points depending on how risky the place was. And a couple went to St. Patrick's Cathedral and had sex. Oh, we were just going to go over there after and have sex. It was in the vestibule, though. It was in the vestibule. What? What's That's a vestibule? Uh, it's like before you actually get into the church. That sounds like a town in uh, it's where they Caracas, check your bags. Venezuela. Yeah. It was it's not where a, they what? So what, you got fired? They, they check your bags Slow down, stuff. slow down, slow down. Please, they're not understanding you. So, it, but it was international headlines and I, I got fired. Why? And then I Did had to sit out for it? two and a half years. It was our contest. Did you instigate it? Yeah, we came up with the... the Shame on you! 
Well, what do you think about organized religion? No, oh. we're not going to go there. Hold it. Yes, I'm not I a am. fan. Yes, I am. Please don't. Organized religion. Is that bad? No, no. Right. I was raised. He's going to go. Listen, I was raised a Christian. I'm still a full-blooded Christian. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Okay, when I'm going through the life and death things with brain surgery and uh, the uh, cancer in the middle of my face and other things I've been through, and I had a lady come up and tell me that she said, Gary, I want you to know something. I want you to forget it. I said, okay. She says, organized religion is built for people to be afraid of hell. Spirituality is for people who have been there. I said, well, I'm, I'm in the second group. I've created my own hell several times. And you can read about my hell and how I got out of it in the book. And the book makes a great gift for anniversaries, graduation, Christmas. birthdays, and Christmas. Christmas is getting there. I, I liked what he just said Me because because I, I was I was brought up in organized religion, but I I, I focus more on spirituality myself. Same well, here. What, what was and the I, dominion? Uh, Catholic. Oh, dear. Catholicism. Um, yeah, well, we but, go for saints of all religions. But I think don't I take I, our son to Sunday school at a place where it's saints of all religions and it's meditation based, and they teach the children to meditate. Nice. It's beautiful. Meditation and prayer. See, I think I'll, I, I think we'll raise our kids in some kind of organized religion, but also show them that there's other other things to look at as well, right? Absolutely. Okay. I I feel that way. Right. I tell I tell our no, son no, that these. No, I, no, that's not right. You not, don't look not at right. anything. You don't look at anything. You feel it first. Why are you pinching me? That's that's the way. Uh, that's that... that's what Shyamalans do when they're not in the right color. Yeah. Punch. <laughs> I like the way you opened your hand this yeah, time. Punch, you saved punch. your fist. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. He learns from his mistakes. One more. One, one more. more to end. No, 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 two more. One more. Two more. Yeah, two. There's two. One more? Put up your hand. Give uh, me two. Give me two. Give you me talk. Two. Give me two. Is this going to be bad, Stephanie? No, nothing's bad here unless you want it to be. And your bad. phone is giant. B-A-D. B-A-D stands for baloney and dirt. Okay, Okay, listen. That counts as two. We didn't finish the L.A. story, so you were in a band in Oklahoma with your your fraternity brothers, I guess. The rubber band. It was called the rubber band. No, I know it was the We came out to California, started playing in places, and got a deal with Epic Records. Wow. And did our first album with Epic Records, our first and only. 1968. But you saw uh, Van Morrison and the band Them at, uh, oh, yeah. they took, at, at Whiskey and go The manager we met, we sang a cappella for him. He said, well, okay, I want you to go with me to the club. I'm managing a group there, and I want you to see him. They set us in the best seat in the whiskey. They had, on the big walls, was film of protoplasm with amoebas and hydras running around. And everybody, the guys had no shirts on, hair down to their ass. And they had bottles of stuff, and they were acting silly. And we were dressed in four blue blazers and white jeans and saddle oxfords and a great shirt. We were a band. We meant it. And boy, opening the act, oh, no, the headline was them. I want the G-L-O-I, Gloria. The opening act was The Doors. How crazy is that? I leaned over to <laughs> my awesome. piano player, Glenn. My, not my piano player, the piano player. Yeah. And I said, Glenn, I think we're on the wrong trail ride. So we finished that summer, went back to OSU to go to school, turned on the radio, and what was the hit, number one hit all over the country? Baby, won't you light my fire? Wow. 
So he said, we were on the wrong trail ride. This time after school year, we went back and stayed. Well, did he get rid of the blazers and the the outfits and got, kind of do more of the 60s thing, like the doors were doing and no, everybody no. else? No, we just dressed in our regular clothes. That's what I mean. Yeah. We didn't uh, have our you didn't costumes. Have, you didn't have the uniforms anymore. What was your thoughts on uh, Jim Morrison when you saw him for the first time? Like this. Like, what the fuck is this? Really? Yeah. What, what's, what's he saying? Yeah, Gary's doing a bullet. He says, break on, uh, break on through to what? The other side. Break on through the other side. Where's the other side? Heaven. <laughs> God, these guys, they have a different way of seeing things. <laughs> That's what my comment was on Jimmy Morrison. This guy has a different way of seeing things, which yeah. he did. He did a lot in his 27 years. What? A lot of creativity in 27 years for that man. And drugs. And drugs. Well, he did drugs. A- drugs is a very creative thing to do. You find out if you're going to die, you're going to make yourself die, you're going to lose your life, you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your friends, you're going to lose your marriage, you're going to lose your money. That's what drugs do to you. Right. It's a losing, extreme losing identity you have when you do drugs addicted. Don't get, don't quit doing drugs, no matter what it takes to get off. And you can get off with your own spirit and your own truth by loving you first. And before you can love anyone else, you got to love you first. Right. And that's what I'm praying for you to be able to do. Love yourself, Opie. Because you're so mean. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. Cut that. He's great. He's I a love great guy. Myself. These I guys are. Hard, these guys. Myself. Hey. Yeah. These sorry. guys are sitting here in unidentifiable t shirts, meaning they don't even know who they are. I got my Rolling Stone shirt on. Yeah, okay. Give me shelter. Ooh. It's yeah. like a rainbow. Yeah. No? My favorite Rolling Stones song, and I love those guys, and I love them, is Start Me Up. And I got go there, start me up. Start me up. Oh, tattoo You. My favorite song. Off tattoo the- You. Well, you don't have to hit me just because no, we that, agree that was, on something. That, where, where'd you grow up? Uh, Long Island. Oh, God. That's good. That's good. That's good. Isn't it true they have a society for sissy boys out there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> my favorite, there are no sissy boys on Long Island. My favorite song off Tattoo You was Waiting on a Friend. How about that? You're still waiting on a friend. And it was filmed in the East Village here in New York City. A little, oh, knowledge, I, a little knowledge for you. incredible. Wasn't that amazing? Uh, Do you like Van Halen? Uh, eh. I like David Lee Roth, though. He's been on my show over the years. David Lee. Very entertaining. The night I met David Lee, he would not stop talking. No. And he's like this to me. Yeah, no. He's, he loved he's a talker. talking to me. He loved yeah. letting me hear <laughs> Yes, saying. That's, that's so true. David Lee, he's a good guy. Eddie and Alex, fantastic. Can I ask you about a fraternity prank that I read about? Because I, I, I pledged a fraternity. And back in the day, pledging was pretty crazy. What's back in the day? What year? Uh, 80s. 80s? Yeah, that's back in the day for me. That's not bad, right? I'm not arguing with you. Oh, okay. I just said 80s. Very did, you do, did you do something? Can I, can I mention the, the geese and the fishing line? Oh, yeah. That is one of the most... There's no way that worked is what I'm getting Oh, yeah. At. It worked. What I did, I had an idea. Yeah. There were always about 25 geese around the pond on the campus of Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And I said, let's do this. I got some gristle from a butcher. You can't chew it and it won't go away. And tied it 
Are you listening? Yeah, I'm just making sure. That was the last one. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. Okay. What, wait, I got to tell the people. I was looking down at my notes because I want to make sure I cover everything. Okay, good. But Go. now we're good. Action. No, but the people out there didn't know I wasn't paying attention. But I was paying attention. No, there was guys, you, you guys out there, what you're thinking about what they're doing, they're not doing that. They're absolutely 100% on tune, <laughs> listening, paying attention, and making it very comfortable here for myself and Thank Stephanie. You. Thank you. Stephanie, my soulmate. And so we took the, I took the gristle and tied it onto some fishing line. Yeah. It wasn't a light line. It was one like catching big fish. And you okay? Yeah. I have to check on her every now and then. So I fed the gristle with a fishing line on it to the big goose, and he ate it. It comes out the butt. It's a piece of gristle with a fish line. Another goose comes. And eats it. It goes through that goose and comes out his butt. Another goose. You mean right away? Yeah. No, oh. not right away. It takes a while. Their digestive system is goose-like. Is this an all-day event? No, no. You just just feed the first geese, and then the geese will take care of the rest. And pretty soon, we have 19 geese on a fishing line walking around the campus. <laughs> it's called stringing geese. That's what we called it. <laughs> you never heard this story, Stephanie? I don't like that story. Yeah, but it's from the past. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Hey. I love animals. How did you unstring them? Wait. You're missing something okay. in your imagination and okay. ability to think. You, you No. She, my sweetheart wife can think better than any woman I've been with or know. Uh, did you Ex fart? With the exception of my mother. That would be Mike fart. Did, like oh, fart. did you fart in front of a lady? I sniffed. Do you, have, do you no, know what fart stands for? That was fart. It was not a sniff. Abuseism for fart? Yeah, I, I read it. Oh, can I can, no. I can I read it out of my notes? That That's good. No, no, you that can't read. You have to say it. You but, can't read out of your notes. But I took the time to write it down right there. Look. I well, you wasted time. <laughs> feeling a rectal transmission. Yeah, well, just about. Wait, I want to get Fist back bump. to the geese. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to the geese. How did you unstring them? Oh. You just snipped the line. Right? No. No? She asked me a question on you. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. ask him. He wants to talk for no reason. Well, if, if that's the answer, you <laughs> just sni no snip it. I was guessing. Okay, how do you? No, how do guess. you? Uh, well, the geese loved it. They loved it? They would sleep in a circle with their noses together. And they loved it because they were all together doing the same thing. And then after a week, we'd go take a pair of scissors and snip the stuff. And they were all loose again and out. But did they have this stuff stuck in them? No. The did gristle you, was, pull, the did gristle. you pull the wire out? No, no. The gristle falls out of the last goose. And we take the gristle. But I'm talking about the wire, the fishing No, it's just line. fishing line. Okay. I'm a fisherman. Fishing it, line. it doesn't hurt the geese. It, it uh, dissolves. I, I, I'm going to go cry in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard that story. No. I, I gave you a new one, this huh? Is a, the final, I hear all of his stories about like, 200 times as if he's never told me. Did I tell you about it <laughs> the next day? Did Only. I tell you about it? Have you ever eaten a Gladstones? Yeah. Two weeks later. Have you ever eaten a Gladstones? <laughs> Every time we drive down the highway. Oh, there's Gladstones. Have you ever eaten there? But I never got that story. What story? The geese. <laughs> the geese story. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, the geese aren't hanging out at Gladstones. That story is not in the book, everyone. That's too bad. 
Because that's but there is a no, great story in the book. Because that's a good story. There is a too. great story in that the book. That just means the book is so great that he couldn't even fit the good well, story. Well, we had so many. No, that's I not what it means. That's not what it means. It means this will there will be oh, abuses sure. in book volume two. Okay, that's what that means. And could you start with that story? Huh? Could you start with that story? I don't know. That depends That'd be on the, the muses. That depends on me. Give me the information. Yeah. I'm the one who puts it together. So you you knew that Trump was going to win when you were on Celebrity Apprentice. We huh? don't want to go anywhere near politics. Here's he has what, a great here, response wait, on time politics. Out. No, I don't. Time I, I, out. Oh, I don't endorse any politicians. That that's a wait. High. Stop. I don't endorse any politicians. The Republicans and Democrats, two parties, but nobody's having any fun. And I would rather be an independent Texas boy. And I'll give you I'll give you who I vote for every year. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Pick. Yeah, he would he would change things around. But I don't think what he just said is bad. No, I love what I, he I said. Know, I know Not that I say is no, bad. I, I, she doesn't want to go down. Oh the no, political. I love it when he does oh. that. But he, he you don't want him to go uh, and talk about politics. I get it, but I'm with him. Yes. I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree with either party. I, I like just being an independent. I just myself. agree that we should all be kind to each other. Well, how about and that? allow people to have their own beliefs and feelings and not be violent or chastise or argue or try to force yourself and your beliefs on anyone else. Okay, you know what she just said. Unity. You know what she just said. She just gave the golden rule in different words. Jesus said on earth to his disciples, treat others as you would like to be treated yourself. Yeah. There's such a divide. And that is unity. There's such a divide in this country. It's unfortunate. I hope we could figure that out sooner than later. But it's it's such a divide and it's in such a mean, creepy way. What? It's such a big divide, and it's such a mean, creepy it's happening divide. What is? What is? The divide in, in the, the country. country. It's happening within families now. This is United Within St- families. This is divided. Unity, United everyone. Unity. I, we are all one. We I'm are all you. connected all around the world. Are you... Uh, I'll, I'll change the subject. Thank you. But thank you for uh, engaging that question. Uh, She's fantastic. Um, where are you at with Meatloaf? You guys good these days? Speaking of Celebrity Apprentice? Oh, everything's fine. No problem. Good. Do you know what a problem is? This would be good for you to know. A problem is an opportunity in disguise. Okay. There is an interesting Celebrity Apprentice chapter in the book. About what? About his experience and how he felt going through it. It's yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. You read that part <coughs> of the book. All the parts of the book you read, you yourself, the reader, will be living in that experience with yourself and your identity. There's also a good chapter in the book about Gary because he's, you know, he likes to do the Impractical Jokers show. Yeah. Which we all love. And I know you guys in New York love that show, I, right? I'm friends with some of those guys. Well, he loves coming here and doing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's some fun chapters in, in that book. I mean, a chapter on that in the book. You see what he did, Gary? Are you listening to her? You I, guys I, are fucking up, man. No, I'm not you, fucking up. He, he's distracting me as, as Stephanie's talking. Come on. That come was on. him, Gary. Uh, you know that. That was him. Well, you're with him. So but it's I was distracted because he's handing me notes. I don't need notes to talk to Gary Busey <laughs> and his lovely wife. Stephanie. I read your mind. I read your mind. <laughs> I, I don't need notes. We got this together. What is the biggest misunderstanding about Gary Busey? Go. What is Stephanie the biggest misunderstanding? Well, you know, I tell that. What, I, I think I had a reputation in my past with the cocaine and with the with the. 
extreme external energy, talking loud and running around, running into people, putting my arms around people that put my arms around people that uh, didn't give me permission, you know, just to be friendly, just because I was emotionally abandoned as a child by my father, and I wanted to be accepted. And to be accepted, I knew if you hug people, they'll know you like them, so they'll like you, maybe. Right. So that's what that was. And that has been toned down. And I'm now an elder, and I'm now in the place where my life has taken me. I'm very proud of. No matter what your life is, be proud of it, because you're living and breathing and working on Earth. And Earth is a wonderful place. But right now, you must know that Earth, planet, and the countries are all in a state of confusion and breakdown. It's, it's, it's going bad. And one other thing I learned, when I read the book of Revelations in the Christian Bible, all of the world's countries are mentioned except for the United States. So this, this country's headed somewhere, I don't know, but it doesn't feel that good. So can I answer the question that you asked me? Which one? About what's the misunderstanding yeah, yeah, about, about Gary? About Gary? Sure. Um, I, I feel like, well, he's such a survivor. People don't know Ooh, what he has book. been through. I helped him put his thoughts together and finish the book, and I noticed a pattern, you know, and it started with the childhood and the abuse he had from his dad, which, which shaped him to be who he is. Yes. And that God left him with dad. a big hole to fill. And I think that's why he would go up and get all this success and then bring himself down with the drugs and then up again and then a relapse with the drugs and then up and then create accidents and illness. And he's such a survivor and he's still such a great actor. And I think the big misconception is that, go ahead. see, he does cry. He cries all the time. <laughs> the mis misconception is, is that, um, that, that I don't know. I'm, I just I wish people would just understand that his behavior is so good now, and that he can really go out and do anything and with anybody. Yeah, I mean he has his ups and downs. He does have like we did find out after we wrote the book that the brain injury caused some actual injury to the, the to the brain that he's working out now right. with Doctor yeah. Amen, and he's yeah, it's very it's good. Just, he's a great guy. I'm um, an incredible, beautiful, wonderful man. Okay. He's a good soul. Yes. Very. And uh, and I just feel like he still has an Academy Award in him. I want him to get that. Every movie I do is an Academy Award to me. I was nominated for an Oscar, 1979, Buddy Holly story. Yes, you were. I didn't get the Oscar, but so what? The big award was playing the part of Buddy Holly of course. and singing his songs. Of course, you don't need that award. It would be nice, but you don't actually need it. You know what you did. Who won the award that year? Now I'm mad. John Voight, Coming Home, Sentimentality uh, for know, Vietnam. I, you can't. And John Voight told me, we were standing in the aisle before the show started. He said, Gary, listen to this. If me, Warren Beatty, For Heaven Can Wait, Bobby Nero, Deer Hunter, Lawrence Olivier, Boys from Brazil, and you, your buddy Holly, if the four of us had gotten the part of Buddy Holly, we couldn't even breathe what you gave. I said, oh, yay. John won. Hey! And uh, I won yeah. the big award by playing Buddy Holly. How the hell did you figure out Buddy Holly like you did? 
Uh, How did I'm, it come to you? I was Texas. I'm from Texas. Rock and roll started on the radio when I was in the sixth grade. Jerry Lewis, Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison, Gene Vincent, the Blue Caps, and Buddy Holly. And Buddy Holly's music got us. Got me. And I threw a paper route with my good friend. And we realized that when we put on the transistor radio, Great Balls of Fire, Peggy Sue, Don't Be Cruel, that's, that's, uh, that's Jerry Lee, Buddy, and Elvis. We could throw the paper route in less than 20 minutes. Usually took an hour. But those, that music going, we were, hey, we're done. Okay. Wow. And that's way before breakfast is served right. to the regular people in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you you think Buddy Holly's still with us, right? His spirit? Oh, sure. In what way? In every way. In just every way? Yeah. Does he talk to you? No. I don't spirits, know if spirits could talk to you, right? They don't. They don't. Yeah. They, they, that was hit, a dumb question. No. no you could hit dumb. me. You could hit no, me for that one. It just shows that was, you that was stupid. No, you're not stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Of course no, spirits can't talk either. to you. But, I mean, you, you visit them a little bit in meditation. Well, have you thought about learning how to be a flying elephant? You could change your name to Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting me down, and it's still funny. No, I, no, I don't put you <laughs> down. I'm giving funny. you away. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> yes, Gary. Stephanie is so beautiful in every way. Her talk, her sitting, her everything. And it's funny to watch you answer, ask me a question. Yeah, but you're looking at Stephanie. Of what course you doing? I am. For, hey, for approval. That's, who's that guy? That's Tim Sabian. What does he do? I don't know. Do you want to ask him? Yeah. Come on in, Tim. Let's wrestle. Come what, on. What do you do? He wants to know what nothing. you do. I just. What do you do here? Uh, Tim Sabian. I used to work with well Howard Stern. You and I. When you came in the time, you wrestled him. Remember that? Oh my God! I, you know what? I showed him I know, how to play. Tickle and pee. <laughs> <laughs> I even got Robin. <laughs> he's been punching me the whole time. I, I love it. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, I love Gary Busey. Yeah, love how you him. Doing? It's good to I'm see you. Doing it. Meet my incredible soulmate, Stephanie. God bless you, Stephanie. Yeah. I want a plastic Stephanie for my dashboard. God bless you. You're a saint. <laughs> oh You're a God. saint. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, baby. Have you ever had that? That is going to be on my headstone. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad you came at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> you came at the end. <laughs> Are you still riding bikes? Still okay, riding? we got to continue this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go. We're, we're finishing See up. See you later. Okay, we're finishing up. Adios. Bye, Tim. No, we're not finishing up. We're going to be here forever. I'll stay. Yeah, we're good. We got, we got a lot to say. You want to talk about the universe? I got to pee. So what do you mean so you got to pee? I got to pee. That's why. Just, just pee where he's sitting. I'm so scared to stand up. <gasps> he's got to pee. Do you give him permission you have to, pee too? to go pee? Yeah, I do too. Can we have a pee guys. You guys need to take care of your urination business yeah, before man. They... Me and Gary are good. We got the old bladders in this room. I didn't know I was going to even be on this podcast. Well, you are, and you were, and I, I would knew... have planned ahead. Honey, you were, you were the I knew star. It all the time that you're going to be on. Well, thanks it. so much for you, not so telling me. I know you love surprises. Oh, thank you. I, I wrote it down on my. <laughs> I, I wrote it down on my sheet. Really? I knew I'd be talking to you. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Look at all this stuff. All these notes. It's shocking. Too bad. It's shocking. You have to be. No, I can hold it. We could we could wrap up. No, I'm I'm fine. I don't want to. You know, we had a great time. We did have a great. I time. I want to talk about the universe. How many? How many? How many? You think there's life all over the universe? Oh yeah, there is. In fact, every star you see in the sky. Yeah. This came to be through prayer and meditation. Every star you see in the sky has another galaxy. Yeah. Around it. Yeah. There is so much life in this universe 
and the planets. It's unbelievable. Life, L-I-F-E, stands for living in forever eternity. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. I think there's life all over the universe, too, in all different stages. I believe there's planets out there that still have dinosaurs. What do you think you had been in a past life? That, see, I'm not. I'm, see, think about some desires you have or feelings you have that are special to you, but you can't put it in words. I don't know that whole past life thing. It, that's that's well, where I'm lost. Have you ever gotten a feeling when you've been somewhere like, ooh, it's so. One time when I went to Chichen Itza, I went up into the pyramid and I was freaking out. I couldn't couldn't go up the stairs i went because i was with a group of people and i went back down i didn't go up yeah. and then like when everybody got out of there i said okay i'm gonna go up but before i went up i knew exactly what that room was gonna look like Come what was on. in the room really and when i went up it was exactly as i thought it would be so yeah. something went on there did anything like that for you nothing huh well, Maybe it's I, his first one. No, cause, no. my dad says I'm an old soul. You are an old soul. Yeah, you are. Thank you, Stephanie and Gary. Anyone who you can see? have a conversation like this with Gary. My dad called me an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take a left. No, no, I'll no. take a left. Okay. No, that's a right. No, that, no, no, no. He's t- done. He's done. No, I'm not. I'm never done, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my dad said I'm an old soul. My dad believed in the afterlife. My dad uh, believed in near-death experiences, all that stuff. He he studied old religions. He wasn't a big organized religion guy either, although he was brought up uh, in Catholicism as well. But it, it pissed him off about all the old religions that went bye-bye and all the stuff they left out of the Bible and all oh, that stuff. So Yeah, the Bible has been, the Christian Bible has been edited by man long ago and took out beautiful things about it. Yeah. That's a human being. There's such a thing called a metaphysical Bible. Hang on. That's a beautiful thing to do. No, it's a beautiful thing to do when you're working as a devil disciple, when you edit the Bible and take out the words of the apostles, Jesus Christ, and all the miracles and things that happened all during that time, over 2,000 years ago. Too much human influence, because they took out certain things for their own agenda. Yes, yes, yeah. Right. How about the Vatican archives? You know anything about that? The Vatican archives? Yeah. That's where they go roses that are about five feet wide. What? I don't you heard know. me. I heard them. Uh, this subject's not my favorite. You don't like religion, Stephanie? Uh, I'm more into spirituality, metaphysics. Well, metaphysics i love metaphysics there's a metaphysical bible that's really cool and there's also a gary Busey basic instructions before leaving earth bible <laughs> everyone's gonna the get this best book. one to talk about right. is there anything in that bible that we haven't discussed that we want to talk about i have i have a i don't know i have one more rumor that i heard about uh forget the rumors no don't forget it. You I want to read hear it? it. I want to. Yeah, hear let it. me read it. No, I'm going to let Steph because I, I want to be very respectful to Gary Busey. Well, let me read it. I don't want to read. I can't read. How about that? Well, there was a. Hold on a minute. Uh, you had the choice to join the spiritual realm or return to Earth. We sort of talked about that. You decided to uh, come back to Earth for a little longer. I didn't decide. I don't think you look like Nick Nolte. I am. I'm not bringing that shit up. What? How many? So many people think you look like Nick Nolte. I have a funny line so in my people, stand-up comedy about that. So many people believe that Nick Nolte is Gary, and I'm Nick. And Nick and I are close friends. Yeah, we haven't seen each other a long time, but that's the way life is when you get older. Yeah, it's not that we don't see each other. It's that we always see each other in spirit, and the combination you have 
with a soulmate because Dick and I have been in other lives together. There's a funny story in the book about when Gary got on a plane and his seatmate was Marlon Brando. Wow, really? And it's a funny story in the book. And he looks over at Gary and he has like an ounce of familiarity and he looks to Gary and he says, Hey, Nick. Marlon Brando. Yeah. He thought oh, that oh, he, oh, he thought you that were Nick Nolte. Uh, can I yeah. can I can I ask about that that top line? Will you cover yourself, Greg? I need this job. Oh, he just hit me with his oh I love that. That's a funny oh, story in the book. Oh, it is. There's a whole chapter on uh, that. Is there really? Yes. All right. Is it true that you sniffed cocaine off a dog? Yeah. It's a funny chapter. I just need to know what kind of dog. It was a. Uh, because it can't be a hairy dog, because that would be insane. No, no, Picture of the dog. dog in the book. Is there? Yeah, yes. The oh, do- that just sold the book. The dog name is Chili. Chili. I came in the house, took off my windbreaker, flipped it around, hung it up, and Bendles, little Bendles, they carry a gram of cocaine. Three of them fell out of the, on, the, uh, on the tile. So when Chili comes in the house, what she does, she lays on her back on the tile because the tile is so cool. And she did that. She got the cocaine all in her body, all in her skin, all in her fur. Okay, I know what to do. So I went to the dog and started sniffing cocaine off the dog. Wow. And guess what I got in my nose? I got little bugs. I got, I got, uh, wait, 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 wait. I got little bugs. I got fleas. I got stuff that's on the ground and hairs and stuff. And I barely got any cocaine. Oh, of course. But I actually cleaned the dog off with my nose, so I did the dog a favor. <laughs> I believe it. You got rid of all the fleas. There's the dog. Okay, I'm relieved that it's a short-haired dog. Is that the cutest dog what, ever? What, what kind of breed is that? I'm trying to figure it out. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, a mixture. it's a mix, right? Chili just showed up at our house and stayed, and we said, well, welcome, Chili. When I played the harmonica and the guitar, Chili would be sitting there with me going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> She sang well. I can imagine. She got an album out now called Bone Getter. <laughs> Bone Getter, nice. <laughs> All right. I think we did it, man. I want no, to... wait. We're not done. Huh? He, he and Nolte? It's in the oh, book, too. We're not done. Well, no, I'm going to just tell no, you about Nolte. No, we're not done. Nolte. Shut up. Sit down. There's a All thing right. in the book I with Gary and Nolte, and they would be at parties, and nobody would have the courage to tell them to leave. So they no, were known no. as the things that would never leave. And here he is now. Nolte and I, we had these little short-brimmed straw hats on. Yeah. And uh, we're just like that. Just like seeing two of us together was like seeing one of us alone. And we would sit on the kitchen table with the hats on. And we'd be talking about things, you know, and doing something then. And then pretty soon everyone was gone. So what? We're having fun. So we kept talking, having fun. And then all of a sudden, boop, the lights go out. And so we say, I guess it's time to leave. Well, you sure? Let's look in the icebox before we leave. Okay. So we get up and look in the icebox. Then shut the icebox door and get out of there. The things that wouldn't leave. (laughs) The BC Nolte Show. Thanks, honey. (laughs) That's awesome. Everybody out there listening. Yes. do, Do yourself a favor. Not me. But do yourself a favor and get the book and read it. You will have fun. You'll understand things you never thought you'd understand about yourself. It's very motivating. It's inspiring, as I've said before. And you'll find a new way to see you because you'll be seeing your truth and you'll be seeing what you're going through. Maybe it's not that good for you to be going through it. 
and you can dismiss it. And when you dismiss it, something happens to you very importantly. You have freedom. And I'm going to take the letters to spell freedom and give you abuseism. F-R-E-E-D-O-M stands for facing, real, exciting, energy, developing, out of miracles. Bravo. There's a good chapter on that abuseism about skydiving with Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. Just really? to tempt you all. And I want to say one more thing about uh, the book. Yeah. yeah. You know, all you people out there on opioids and whatever your problems are, if Gary can get off drugs, anyone can. Just know that. Yeah, that's a fact, Jack. It is. It is a fact. That, that's a great way to end this. No, we're uh, not in it. Nothing ends. Nothing ends. End. The Buseyism for end. Exciting new direction. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have to end. This is a, we're doing the marathon now. I, I don't know what's going on now. You know what I've happens? Lost, you know what happens? What happens? Program. You have programmed yourself routinely. I did? And here's the situation. Yeah. You have a feeling of ending no. when it's not ready to end. Let's keep going. That's what we said. Let's keep going. No. I'm going to go pee. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> the, see, the, I, that's why I was thinking no, we should shut up. Have. You weren't doing that. <laughs> Golly. It's time to go. No. I go know. pee. I'm not All done. All right. <laughs> I'm selling the book. Could you, uh, could you check on? And we us? want to hear the music. Don't, don't leave me alone with Gary. That was a joke. Oh, that was a, that right. was a joke. You gave me. That was a joke. You guys alone. That was a joke, though. You know what? Yes. That gave me a great idea. <laughs> no, 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 no idea. Do you want to know my idea? You know what my ideas? They're so strong you can smell them. Uh oh, what's that? You can smell my ideas. I don't understand. Everybody that. out there that has an idea, yeah, everyone can smell it. They don't know what it is. But they can smell you got something going that they want to have going. Right. So keep your ideas living because your ideas bring you a justification of living a, living a life that's fun, open, free, and pure. Bravo. You don't need drugs to do that. Of course not. And I'm, congratulations. And I want, I want, I, I desire, and I request it, people hearing us to get the book and read it because it's going to be fun. I said that before. Yeah. It's just going to be great. They're going to they're going to read the book and congratulations on uh, Stephanie. It seems like you guys really have a nice connection. She is the most special person I've ever been with, with the exception of my immediate family. Right. How many kids you got? You got the older one. Who's well, I got three that I know of. Three. Jake. He's forty eight. Yes. Great actor. Yes. Great musician, drummer, gifted inventor. Then I have Electra. That's my daughter. She's 23. She's a professional photographer. Nice. And then I have Luke. Did I show you a picture of him? Yes, you did. Okay. We're going to do a play date. Remember, we got two. Uh, oh, yeah. You got Nate and I got okay, Nate. Okay, let me finish. Sure. Then we have Luke. I have Luke, who's eight years old, third grader in Malibu. Very talented. He's done a commercial. He goes on mute movie calls. He's got an agent and a manager. He's only eight. He's so natural when he does his work. As a performer, it's like nothing's going on. But when you see it back on film, everything is going on. Has he been in anything I know yet? Oh, he's in a commercial about being in a doctor's office and his nose wouldn't stop running. Okay. And so the audition came, had his hair fixed, and he was to stick the first bone of your index finger into one nostril because his nose was running. Stephanie said, you know what's good? Stick both fingers. 
one one nostril, one the other. And uh No, it's not. I'm talking. We're in here doing a show. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Keep the door shut. You hear him, Mike? Keep the fucking door shut. I'm with you, Gary. What? I'm with Gary on that. He was in the middle of telling something. I I hate when people interrupt. They think what what we're doing is is no big deal. Were you telling that lady uh, that you just went to pee? What were you telling her? How you and uh, your wife asked my cousin for directions yesterday. What? You and your wife asked my cousins for directions yesterday on 6th Avenue. It was random. Very random. Yesterday, remember we were that's leaving not true. Rolling that's Stone? Not, that, you're making this up. No, we were leaving Rolling Stone, okay. and I didn't know where I was. I was all turned around, and apparently his cousin is who I asked directions for. For what? How, where I was. I'm like, where am I? Where's 6th where Avenue? You? We, oh, came, out we of, came out of Rolling Stone oh. yesterday. All right, that microphone is like, yeah, yeah just try to not move it. I thought we had that fixed. Well, you don't. It's fixed. I'm mad at the mic. Fixing a hole where my mind pours in to keep my mind from wandering where it will go. John Lennon and the Beatles. Yes, I love John Lennon. Lennon over McCartney, right? Huh? Lennon over McCartney. Rate the Beatles. Let's do this. You're not understandable. I would go You're not Lennon. understandable. I go Lennon, then Harrison, then McCartney, then Ringo Starr. Go. What's your list? No. Well, the same. The same, they're right? Even, they're an even balance of coordination and art and talent. I guess. And uh, that's the way it is. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> All right. Was she trying to get Gary Busey out of here? Was that what that was about, Mike? Before the door slammed. No. What was she saying? Yeah, what was she saying? That no, was she, more important than our interview. Nothing's more important than this interview, first Thank of all. Thank you. She wants to get some pictures with you with the book, and they want to take Gary upstairs for promotional pictures. That's what she was talking about. Nice. Well, that's fine. Great. I want, I want, to, I want you to hear the, yeah, I'm gonna, the recording. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, put the two songs in the podcast. Okay, good. Yay. No, we are. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I need to announce this is Gary Busey and Teddy Jack doing these songs. The first one, Not Fade Away, is about Buddy Holly. The second one, Fall Back in Love Again, is Gary. No, All the Way. All the Way? (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Steph. All the Way is by me, Gary. Let's play Gary's song. And when we come back, we'll wrap it up with Gary, Stephanie, get some bandages for Greg. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you got pummeled, dude. My goodness. And then we'll do a few follow-backs Hit the rant line a bit and take it out. Here's the undeniably talented, entertaining, and philosophical Gary Busey with his song, All the Way. I know when I've been losing. I know when I've been wrong. And I know you had to try and love me. You're forever in my heartbeat You're the light inside the storm And no matter what I've said and done My love goes on and on My love goes all the way My love 
Tell him who Teddy Jack is. Teddy Jack. Teddy Jack. Can is. I can I try to answer? Yes, yes. It's a quiz. I just wanted Gary Busey to appreciate that I did a lot of research for yes. this this time with him today. I think Good. he's uh, Leon Russell's son. Yes. yes. Is that a question? And Gary's high five. <laughs> and Gary's godson. Godson. I didn't know that part. That's now right. He's named yeah. after. That's he's Gary. Named after my stage name that I played with the, when I played drums and recorded with Leon. Yeah, because you recorded with Leon Russell a little bit. Um, was did did you album. play with Willie Nelson? Yeah, I played Willie and Chris and uh, Waylon and uh, Bonnie Raitt, Tom Petty, uh, Hank Williams Jr. Wow. There's a great chapter in the book about all Bruce the people you played with. Wow. Willie Nelson's a he's a special person, huh? Yeah. He used to uh, pull up for interviews on my old radio show a long time ago with his big tour bus just smoking dope when you really shouldn't be smoking dope in New York City. <laughs> and then he didn't give a fuck and just walked in the building with a joint and came up and, and hung out with us. Willie would always tell me. Oh. Yeah, Willie would always tell me. Uh, he'd say, let's get on the bus and burn one down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great impression. <laughs> you do any other impressions? Yeah. Yeah? I'm looking for the picture of... Uh, what is it? What were we talking about? Here. Uh, the musicians. The, here. The All the musicians you played with over the years. Yeah, we have pictures. It's, it's an impressive list. Okay, what'd you ask me? Do you do other impressions? The Willie Here's Nelson was spot Gary on. With Bruce Springsteen playing. Wow. That's at the Spectrum. What year is that? 80. No, 79? No, no, that's, no it's about 80-something. It's right after 80. Buddy Holly. This is Clarence Clement, the uh, uh, saxophone player with the E Street Band. Willie Nelson and Paul McCartney. Nice. And many others. Very cool. Yeah, no, you're... But the, I want to show you the picture of the book. Yeah. You guys out there in podcast land, go get the book at Barnes & Noble or the bookstore you like the best or any bookstore. If they don't have it, order it. Gary Busey's Buseyisms. Buseyism is spelled B-U-S-E-Y-I-S-M-S. It's when I take the letter spell a word yeah, create a new definition. And guess what, kids, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, you will all be able to do that. You'll be able to create, what's your last name? Uh, okay, Collins. Colonisms. There you go. You got your own way to make your own words mean something more than they meant when they were invented created and used well could you do one for opie that's a that's a how do you spell it o-p-i-e and it's a nickname so you could do that i think see the p might be rough right oh, no, that's easy. no the what? p is the easy be quiet what oh. spell it again o-p-i-e okay this would be Go a great way to end the podcast oh, yeah. everyone's gonna get the book we all know that the, the songs are terrific gary Busey's terrific his wife's terrific their kids terrific. He's thinking. I know he's thinking. He's creating it right now. I understand. It's gonna be worth the wait. He held a finger up in the air. Open procedures in everything. Yeah. Because that's you. You're open to procedures in everything I have you a do. Better one. 
You got a better one? Or OP, O-P-I-E. Yeah. One person I enjoy. Damn. Stephanie wins again. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie wins again. (laughs) Guys, this was a pleasure. Isn't isn't she something? You guys got to come back. I'm so complicated and complex, and she's straight to the target. Well, I get that, though. I got, you know... You guys compliment each other. And then you got some area I'm sure that you're totally uh, in tune with. In tune with everything, even though we're out of tune sometimes. Right. Hey, it's going to be hard, whoever you have in here next, to follow this shit. No shit. I mean, this stuff. No, you're right. Who you got coming? Tom Arnold, maybe? <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, old friends. I met him when him and Roseanne were married. And yeah, I like Tom. Hiding behind clothes. And he was just in a movie with uh, with Jake called Dead Ant. There you it's, go. It's It looks like a fun movie. Jake is, of course, Gary Busey's Jake son. Jake Busey. He's very talented actor. on Stranger Things coming up. Yep. Just in the movie The Predator. Yep. He did the movie with Tom Arnold called yep. Dead Ant that yep. we are just talking about. Very talented, uh, super, super great actor. Yeah. We've been gifting the children that have come to us to be with us. And there are miracles and blessings that come from that place above where everything is beautiful, <laughs> truthful, and loving. Right. If you're beautiful, if you're truthful and loving, you're going to be beautiful. Bravo. Gary. Be truthful and loving. Good way to end. And you'll be beautiful. All right. Gary Busey, this was a pleasure. It's been great. Can we hug? <laughs> look at not, not after that evil look. I asked for a hug and he went, oh, we're going to hug. You, you have no idea what you've just opened yourself up for. <laughs> Can I take it back? You're dying to fart. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying. I don't want to yell that. He's already been I'm, farting in the corner. No, I've been farting in the corner. <laughs> go in the corner. You're going to shit yourself. No, I, I just hate like that. that. No, go in the corner where you belong. <laughs> no, see, I'm, so, kidding, I'm I got, kidding. I got to say, he's done 50 shows, and I've never seen him do this much prep. And he was so excited for you. I'm serious with that too. Now say that again. He was so pumped up to do the show with you. Oh. He did all the notes. Go through a notebook. It's all pretty much empty, uh, except to the Busey part. Opie, look, look. Opie, empty, 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 empty. Gary Busey. Yeah, I mean that, man. He was really, really pumped uh, up. You folks out there in podcast land, these two guys are the best at what they do. And this is the place to listen to. There's many podcast stations to go to. But when you're listening to these guys, you're hearing the ultimate truth because I'm going to give them credit for what they don't do yet. And that's surprise the guests by asking questions that they know the guest has no answer for. And that will make it a live dimensional new work of communication and the world of communication and the world of art and in the world of life. Thank you. Gary Busey, everyone. Oh, he just... I do that, too. I did this here. It's more safe. Yeah, but I wanted to make it dramatic. Ow! <laughs> Yay! Do it. Here's dramatic. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to load this up. Can I get a picture of you guys in the studio? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Right. I'm going to load Let this me... up right now, Gary. Huh? You're talking too fast. You see, Mike, the Cuban's right. You talk too fast. Even Gary Busey couldn't understand you. Now say that again. Huh? You're talking too fast. Okay, so I'm not a stickler on many things, but when it comes to the Beatles, I can't help myself. Yeah, I'm a John Lennon and George Harrison guy, but mostly because they don't give a shit if anyone likes them. 
But Paul wrote Fixing a Hole, and even though he's a love-me-love-me love me guy, he's undeniably the most talented Beatle. He also was the hardest working Beatle in my humble opinion. I'll give George that as well. Hit me up online if you care to discuss. And Ringo was the best drummer the Fab Four could have hoped for. I just think that because John Lennon and George Harrison are no longer with us, poor Macca has to deal with the fact that he's a surviving Beatle. And let's face it, he's lived a charmed life. Now let's get to business. Remember to check our sponsors. Buy something like a Quip toothbrush, or at least click on it. You need a toothbrush if you have any teeth, so you may as well support us and get one. You kill two birds with one stone. Go to opiradio.com and buy a cool shirt or a hat. And please, five stars at Apple, and write something about the show. Share links of certain episodes that you enjoy, as many of you already have. And we thank you, especially you, E.B., guitar man. God bless you. You're a good guy. Now let's do a few follow-backs and calls to end this episode. On the last episode, I said we wouldn't do any montages. Well, my bad, because Greg said, uh-uh, we're getting way too many callers. And since we don't have a time limit, we're going to give you more airtime. And that's fine by me. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Maverick305 on Twitter, Billy, William, whatever you want to call me. But uh, the show's great. It's fucking awesome. It's just... I just keep going back to Nantucket. Seems like a fucking loveless land of fucking rich people. Bringing us to Nantucket was a really fucking great job. I don't know. These people don't even know. <laughs> Carl! Crazy good. Killing it. We need more charade. A little bit here and there. I mean, all the time. Vic, too, and uh, the whole crew. That old motherfucker, I don't know where the fuck he is. On what corner he lives on. He's the king of New York. That's the king of New York, man. The guy knows everything and knows everyone. That's Theo, brother, on the Upper West Side of New York City. Opster, Steve from New York. Love the show. Love Carl. Been listening to you since you stomped on that fucking cake in the city. <laughs> fucking awesome. Love you guys. And to all the fucking douche nozzles hmm. that were commenting that they hate Joey, fuck you guys. Joey, you rock. I love you. Uh, Keep it up. God bless. Keep it up, Upster. Thank you, Steve. Hey, Hope. This is Brian from Phoenix, Arizona. Used to live in Limbrook, Long Island. Loving the podcast, man. I am a stern convert. We weren't allowed to even say Opie and Anthony, but I got turned on to you when you were at Sirius. And been following you ever since. Glad you got the podcast. Two days ain't enough of the funny, but we'll take what we can get. Love you guys. Mad Cuban, Sherrod, Joey, Mark Sappho, the Hillbilly New Yorker. Let's not forget Vic Henley. Love you guys. Keep it up. Keep on keeping on, brother. Brian, thank you so much for the support. By the way, that's Mike Sappho. We love Mike Sappho. As hard as he makes my job, I still love him, and I do want him to get his proper credit. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm from New Brunswick, Canada. Um, Instagram, JeremyE3NB. Just wanted to say, oh, you sound happy. I'm not going to regurgitate that shit, but, dude, you sound happy. Happy with the hog out, catching stripers, and doing your old podcast. By God, it's great to hear. The old friends back in studio. Brings a tickle. Tickle to me. A little tear to my eye, in fact. But uh, just want to say, Carl's a great guy, but why the fuck does he always block all of his fucking fans on Instagram for saying lots of mediocre shit? I'm not sure. But, uh, anyway, wish he wouldn't have, wish he would have blocked me, but here I am on my words. So anyway, oh, Carl, hope you are doing good. Opie, happy fishing, and uh, 
maybe someday I'll be able to see your Instagram again there, old Carl. Thanks, buddy. Keep up the great podcast. And where the fuck is Vic? <laughs> Jeremy, we'll have Vic back. Trust me, we love Vic. And let's see if I could be a little peacemaker. Carl, Jeremy sounds like a good guy. I'm not sure what happened, what you may have said. Carl does what he wants. We all know that, you know, so maybe this little message will help out. God, I can't imagine you sound like such a nice guy, Jeremy. And you're from Canada. I mean, who blocks a guy from Canada? Jesus. Hey, Opie and crew. It's James from Saskatchewan, Canada, home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the Canadian Football League, also home to the country that is just legalized marijuana. Just want to say I love the show. And you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Let's hear more hockey talk. Even though Tavares went home to Toronto, you're probably pissed off. Love you guys. Keep it up. I guess we're we're booming in Canada right now, Greg. This is awesome. This is strange. Two Canadian calls in a row. And by the way, I find it fucking really disheartening that Canada could legalize marijuana as a complete fucking country, but we can't get our states to get on the same page. What is wrong with that? Let's take one more. Hey, this is Mike from, <clears throat> this is Jason from New Jersey. Loving the podcast, Ope. Love the Cuban. Love all the guests. Joey's great. You know who's awesome? Super fan Mike, who became a producer. You know, just a casual listener to the podcast, but man, he does a great job. You should get more of Mike on the air. And I heard every guest now has their headphones already on. Man, that guy's doing a great job. Again, this is Jason from New Jersey, not Mike from New York. <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? Have you no shame, sir? Opie Radio Followbacks. So let's look out into our magic window and give a great big Opie Radio Followback to the following. Bennington family at Raw Dog 99. Now, some of these I may have done already, but who cares? You guys deserve it. At Shannon 629-19462. Shannon Burris, Darren Paltrowitz, at Paltrowitz, who happens to remember my 90s band, The Montgomery Clips, and I appreciate that. And if you want to check out any of my own songs and bands and solo stuff I've been involved in, go to joeysalvia.com. You might find something you like, and I appreciate the support. At Aaron's Demon Jeep, and actually she wrote me a special message. Hey babe, can I get a shout out on OB Radio Podcast sometime? I love all you guys and have been a long time listener. Jeeps, beer, and food is my jam. My personal food thread is hashtag Jeeps and Eats. And my Jeep clubs are at the Jeep Mafia, at MWJWMN, and at its Jeep World. You do your magic with that info. <laughs> you got it, Aaron. I think I've done this one before, but what the heck. At Luis Serrano 619. Rob at Chef Toxic. That's Toxic. T-O-X-X-I-C. At the Stephen Halleck, H-A-L-L-0-C-K. And at Davey Bobbish, at N-D-N-O-P. If I've left you out and you want to mention, let's start getting creative. Tell us something about yourself. Give me something to say other than shouting out your handle. This shout-out segment will most likely morph into callers. But we realize not everyone is cut out for a call. So bring it to us. We have links in the description for Gary Busey's book and more. Until next time, we sincerely appreciate your support here at the Westwood One Podcast Network's Opie Radio. And real quick, Mike Sappho, I do love you, brother. Thanks for putting those headphones on the guest. Jesus. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.